0: everyone, today is Thursday, the 31st of October, 2019. This is The Gap, episode 491. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gouroy is here. And uh, we got a big week this week going on.
1: A lot of stuff. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody at home listening to this, because we are... I've seen the numbers. Exclusively in audio podcast. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Luke's got like all his fucking toys behind him now, and it's very distracting. It's very weird it's like he's moved into his new place and uh yeah if you don't watch the youtube you can't see it and you won't watch the youtube uh it's not worth it just to see all these fucking toys but uh anyway it's very odd uh what it's better than your backdrop uh what what do i got a green (laughs) you got like half a green screen going on or something uh, out of that closet half open nice you can't see all my board games i'll leave the whiskey shelf so people can see uh yeah
0: so, yeah. yeah, I moved into my uh, new apartment over the weekend. Sweet. Um, still sort of unboxing things. There's stuff all over the floor. A little bits and pieces, but yep. for the most part, everything's sort of in shelves and and whatnot. Um, yeah. Cool. It's good. Nice. Yeah, I've got my internet sorted out. Got all your lanyards Some, uh, over there.
1: Sort of. Yeah, I've got a lot of lanyards, man. Like a lot of lanyards.
0: You get that's that's what they do. I was going through because all, um, all my bits and pieces of things you get. And uh, the dog tags are one that we used to get a lot of, but I haven't had a dog tag in
1: a while. Oh, ah. well. So I feel like the resurgence needs to come back. Oh, now's the time. I think they're trying to get away from the military thing. You know, for a while yeah. we were all in on the military thing and then, you know, people started complaining about white phosphorus in video games and...
0: Uh... <laughs> got too real. Things got too real. Now, we now it's all about around. USB
1: keys. Oh, fucking, let me get, don't get me fucking started on USB keys, I just went through a fucking dozen USB keys, a dozen of them, trying to find one that would actually plug into my PlayStation 4, because I had to Mm. get a fucking, some screenshots off the PS4 for one of the games, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, yep. and it was like pulling teeth. They've all got this fucking... Because they don't fit. ...lip around them, yeah. And the fucking the PlayStation has like just enough space for a fucking USB, and it's yeah. just like fucking, oh my God. So I plug one in. Oh, no USB connected. I'm like, I'm sure. This, like, it can't go any further. Eventually I found one, and I should basically frame this fucking thing. Put it behind glass and smash in case of needing to get fucking screenshots of a PlayStation. Basically, because <laughs> it's the only fucking one that worked. And it was painful as fuck. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, there's that. That's hmm. that's what I got. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um,
0: I didn't mention this, but if my internet starts dropping out, <laughs> let me know and we'll sort it out. Cause I'm running on, I'm running on Wi-Fi at the moment. Why? Um, I've got a, I've got an internet line in this room, but yeah. my main one is in the living room. Sure. Um, because when he, he came and the guy came and did the, the installation. He's like, Oh, the line in here, which is where I was going to get the internet set up. He's like, it's really noisy. Is um, something wrong with it. So we'll set it up out there. So Just get running on. Yeah, well, see, my wife's not... A, that's what I used to do in my hand. old house. It's yeah. just run cable yeah. through the house. Yeah. Um, yeah. But because this is just floorboards everywhere, it's yeah. a bit messy. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> um, no, just chuck a but, in So there. what
0: I'm going to do is i going to get a contractor in to rip this cable out and put a new one in, and then I'll move the internet into this room, and I'll get my... Um, like, it seems fine. I, I, like, I've been playing multiplayer games, and I haven't
1: noticed any dropouts, so... You're going to get a contractor in to rip cabling out. Yeah. Go down to fucking whatever your Coles is, Walgreens or whatever the fuck, Walmart, right? And get like fucking 20 fucking tiny little 3M hooks, plug a fucking Cat 5 cable in and just loop it over the, around the fucking, the top, the fucking skirting at the top of your ceiling, like just fucking cable it all the way up the top. You can hang some fucking, buy like the same, buy 15 metres of fucking fairy lights and just like pretend like it's a fairy light setup. Like what the I'll fuck you, uh, fucking ripping ca- fucking cables out shit. Like, it'll take fucking 30 seconds and save you at least a thousand dollars. Like.
0: Then I can't shut my door anymore. Oh my God. Look, can't you just fucking time.
1: wank with the door open? Like why does it fucking matter? Also, you can't like. Just, how fucking soundproof? What kind of fucking room are you in? Like, is it full sound? Like, oh yeah, you better fucking have the full seal. Like, I'm
0: actually getting padding. I'm gonna get padding. I'll pad all the walls.
1: You know, if you're so keen on spending a thousand dollars, why don't you just fucking get one of those really flat cat fives? You know, uh,
0: we'll see. We'll see. I asked that the guy. Is, he said it's not we'll expensive.
1: We'll see. Is no. We'll see. It's is enough. let's change subjects. And I'm not doing that job. I really want to rip some fucking cable out. If I'm I already running put cable a hole from in the here wall, here I already fucking have it a hole room. in the wall, and we can't go back now. I've st- I may as well continue forward. That's what that I'm,
0: means. I'm losing like 50 megabytes if I if 50 megabits if I run cable through my house. I want that full gigabit. Oh, that's why you connection. can't
1: get a thousand. That's why you can't get
0: a Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm in nine fifty.
1: Nine fifty megabit yeah alright it's all coming together now yeah uh, anyway mm. uh, yeah cool. so hopefully
0: it's working hopefully we don't
1: get any dropouts I haven't noticed any but uh, yeah I wouldn't notice any anyway because anyway, I don't watch back um, or listen back uh, anyway so yeah video games Hey. Right? Uh, I just uh, I just got a new board game that and I have no idea how it works I just saw it online and I was like Oh, shit, I should get it. It's called Die Hard, the Nakatomi Heist board game uh, by the OP Games. And uh, it is double-sided game board unfolds. That can't be the synopsis. Um, Suspense, excitement, and adventure on every level. Experience the classic action film Die Hard in this one-versus-many strategy game. Players John McClane or Hans Gruber's Team of Thieves. Like fucking spoiler alert! What if you didn't know they were thieves? What if you still thought they were fucking terrorists? Anyway, uh, and battle your way to the top of Nakatomi Plaza. Hmm. It's amazing! It's a genius idea. I'm so excited.
0: Uh, I'm just looking at it on uh, Board Game Geek. Oh, yeah. Doesn't have a lot of reviews yet. Seems to be maybe a new game. Well, it's a 2009 game
1: it looks like a 2009 game. That doesn't 2019. Seem terribly Sorry. new. Uh, yeah, okay. Well. Fuck yeah, I'm on the fucking cutting edge. Now we're a board game podcast... Uh, because we managed to get an early copy, I guess. I just bought it off Amazon. It did say there were only three oh, okay. copies left, but... Uh, yeah, that was Amazon.com that I used, so I figure... You know... It's, right. It's not like Amazon US. Uh, it's, no, it's, when well, you
0: order it and it shows up ten minutes later.
1: Yeah, although it did show up... It was... I bought it on um, Monday... And it asked Mm. me to pay for expedited shipping so that it might show up before the end of this week. And I'm like, fuck you. Free shipping, baby. Uh, I don't need it until next week. And then it showed up before the end of this week anyway. So, suck it. Yeah. Nice. Nice.
0: Uh, Anyway,
1: Um, video games.
0: Yes, we got a lot here. Uh, What should we kick off with? Modern Warfare? Have Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I think I just left this on here. I I played a little bit more. Yeah um over the last couple of days. So I, I can't remember I don't think I had a PC code yet when we were talking last week. I don't even know what day it is. Um hmm. today's Wednesday, Thursday, where you are. Um so yeah I've been playing a little bit on PC. Um yeah again really pretty game on PC. I played through a bunch of the campaign again like some of the early missions that I really liked that I talked about last week. Because I went to the um the I did the review, the Australian exclusive review. Um and, uh, yeah, it's got a lot of extra, like the, the, the PC version specifically has some really nice, um, customization, like the settings. They do that, um, uh, like little, uh, put like images on the settings of like what you're toggling on and off. There's only a couple of sort of publishers that do that. I think Ubisoft is one of the really good ones as well, that when they release a PC game, they go all out with all the little toggles that you can put, yeah. like, that you can switch in the game. Um, and so uh, Call of Duty did that last year as well. I remember that doing a lot of stuff, but um, I, I really appreciate that they, you know, it's just not like a port of their game. They actually go into a bit of, you know, they put a bit of work into some of that stuff. Um, and so you can go in there and toggle settings on and off. It shows how much like VRAM you'll be using on your GPU and, you know, if it's going to cause any problems. So um, yeah, a lot of, lot of good settings in, in terms of being able to like tweak that game and make it run as good as like you want it to look and run um so yeah i I played a bunch more on campaign Uh, i really dig it i i I like um you know i really like the campaign and and the i guess the good thing now is i've read a bunch of reviews that have come out everybody for the most part seems to agree that it's an excellent campaign uh even the lowest i saw a I was reading a US game on, They gave it a six out of 10, and they still said it's one of the best Call of Duties in a long time. And I was like, okay, fair enough. In but, a long like, time the though,
1: th- right? like,
0: yeah. And I think the thing that you were mentioning, like taking the piss, the white phosphorus thing, that was one of the things they brought up. Um, right. They were talking a lot about, um, you know, the controversial issues that have risen over the last couple of days. I don't know if you saw this, but it was getting review bombed by a lot of Russian. Um... Gamers?
1: Yeah. I did see this. I mean... It's tricky, right? It's a very tricky situation. Because I... Feel like I... Understand where they're coming from. But... Haven't we spent... The last... Cut... Like... Imagine if you're from fucking... Anywhere... Around the Mediterranean at this point. Like anywhere in the Middle East. Uh... Hmm. Or west of... on, On the African side of the... Middle East. Like... Uh fuck right like yeah. good lord you've spent the, uh, the entire fucking two decades post nine eleven watching your uh people who look like you get fucking like vilified uh mm-hmm. like non-stop and uh yeah like that doesn't make it okay under any circumstances i think you just have to have a little like perspective like I, I try to imagine yeah. how I would feel right like how would, I, how would I feel if the problem with Australian culture is that we'd think it was fucking hilarious right like because because we're so <laughs> almost detrimentally apathetic to right. the point where like yeah they like the Simpsons can do an episode directly shitting on us uh, and we'll be like that's my favorite episode of the Simpsons that's the fucking best one <laughs> Give him and the boot. <laughs> they can, yeah. They can do it like they can literally have a joke in there about how Australians somehow misinterpreted a passing fancy with Australianism uh, and Paul Hogan as a long time, lifelong friendship, and then we'll be like, classic, classic us. We're such a bunch of dick. Give us hell, Quimby. Like, yeah. Australians don't really have. I think we we struggle in that department. Uh, because we're like, yeah, so culturally apathetic about this shit. It is actually like genuinely, I think it's something of a problem, but nevertheless, I see where they're coming from, but Hmm. at the same time, I do also understand that, uh, yeah, like that, I think they made some effort to make sure that it's at least somewhat fictionalized.
0: Yes, yeah, I mean, like I said last week, they're changing... Like, there's fictional countries in there. Yeah. Um, like, it still felt like they were... This is Russia, but... Yeah. <laughs> like, they're changing names, they're putting fictional... They're still obviously Russian. Um, there's ties to Russia in there with characters and whatnot, but yeah. but there they're was trying to the distance it a w- little bit.
1: Like, Modern Warfare and Black Ops both utilize the Cold War narrative. The sort of Tom Clancy... Military hmm. uh, conspiracy as as their foundational narrative aspect. So right, uh, it's it's hard to get away from that. Someone has to be the bad guy, and I guess there aren't enough IRA to go all in on the what was the clear and present danger. Is that that one? The one in fucking. Harrison ford's in in the island um yeah, yeah there's like the you're limited, so you're gonna have to pick someone to be the bad guy if it's not aliens made up Eastern European nations is a decent fucking like a decent run uh it's, yeah.
0: wasn't uh uh Kevin Spacey a bad guy or am I just assuming
1: that he's a bad guy I... cause... <laughs> he's definitely Cause a bad guy all... <laughs> Uh, in the game, I can't quite remember. I think he was. I think that was the twist. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. Like, it's definitely a question of perspective. What I don't sure. think is okay is I don't know if you saw this, but they are uh, they try to reframe the was it the Highway of Death? Did you see this? Sure. One? Yes. I don't yes. think I don't think that one's okay. There's no like it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Uh, they didn't make it that the, the Like, it wasn't some fictional country doing that shit, right? Mm -hmm. That actually happened for reals. uh, And it was wild. Like, heinous shit. Uh, Regardless, like, a lot of people died. Like, it's tragic, right? Uh, But it was perpetrated by the, the Coalition... Coalition of Freedom, whatever the fuck uh, mm-hmm. they were called at the time. Not not the Russian forces, right? So to reframe that as a Russian effort uh, or a fictional country rough, Russian effort, uh, that's, that's some pretty gross shit, in my opinion, because there's no question that at the end of the day that's how propaganda works. Propaganda works using the barest amount of, uh, I guess, um, plausible deniability to get mm-hmm. away with with saying certain things uh, that are specifically untrue. And uh, that is definitely, that is definitely crossing into propaganda. That is not fiction, uh, military conspiracy fiction. That is propaganda because it's taking something that happened in real life. And I understand that, by and large, a lot of what Call of Duty has always done is uh, loosely based on real-life events that have been slightly warped. Uh, Mm -hmm. But that is... Yeah. That's something that actually happened and they've literally just switched sides on it, uh, which is yeah, pretty bad, um, in my opinion. Uh, It'd be... Yeah, it's, it's just bad. Uh, that one in particular bad. But uh, yeah, like... the, I don't think there's any obligation for a Russian streamer to, or a Russian player to have to play Modern Warfare. And it is understandable that they will be upset. Um, yeah. Because nobody wants to feel like the bad guy uh, when they're supposed to, you know, unless they're specifically playing as the bad guy. Like, games are created to treat people, like... Treat your enemies as faceless others for you to murder so yep. ascribing a nationality that you identify with is obviously very tricky to reconcile with um so yeah I don't I don't blame them for not wanting to play it there's no obligation for them to play it uh but it's sort of just how military shooters work someone's gonna wind up being the bad guy uh in my opinion make it Australians. If anyone can fucking cop it, it's Australians. I want to see... Make it Hugh Jackman. Like, make him the fucking king of the bad guys. I will write that story. Uh, It can be, like, serious as fuck, right? Like, he can play the Kevin Spacey role, but without being, you know, a pederast. And, uh, yeah. Like, because I think he'd be an amazing villain. I want to see Hugh Jackman as the villain so much more. Right? Like, He's kind of the bad guy in Prisoners, right? Uh, not really. Kinda. In the sense that there's no good guy in that movie. Right? Like, I guess... Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal. But otherwise, (laughs) right? The main people are kind of... Bad. Right? He just wants his kid back, right? Yeah. to... It's do anything. The whole point is... It's supposed to make us look at the... You know... The fucking... The concept of the revenge... Thriller... Uh... Mm -hmm. In a different light. Like... You know... Anyway... He's amazing... In that film... Is what I'm saying... Is what I'm getting at... And he's not the good guy... Um... Right... Anyway... Hugh Jackman's the best... Hugh Jackman's the best... He is... Um... Anyway, yeah. So just
0: going back to that, I guess that's the you know, for, for the most part, the campaign sort of reception has been pretty, pretty good. It seems like. Um, have you had a, any chance to check out any of it yet? I saw Nate playing some the other day, but I'm not I'm not sure what he's not.
1: I haven't played it. Um, I haven't had time yeah it's been busy uh and it's low on my priority list i do want to play for the campaign you have really sold the campaign uh and i've heard that there's some some wild shit going on in that fucking campaign uh but yeah, um some good stuff but i yeah it's i i want to play disco elysium i want to play the outer worlds uh there's more yeah. coming out like i'm um, Going on Jedi this week. Uh, Jedi yeah, is out really soon. Real soon. Uh, on my birthday, actually. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, like it's. Yeah, it's just that time it's, time of year. It's busy. So yes, something that I don't desperately want to play above all else is gonna yeah fall to the wayside. Yeah
0: um so i played some multiplayer just to sort of get a feel of what's going on with matchmaking yeah um and i i think what they're doing is um if the queue times are getting too long then they're starting to do like the cross play stuff Uh, Okay. Um, because i think when we were talking to them back in uh, the multiplayer reveal event i was still, still trying to sort of figure out the best way to approach that sort of stuff like they were talking about having matchmaking in terms of like a um like an MMR in there as well as skill based matchmaking, yeah, that's yeah, what I had to right? And so that's what I think they're doing here because I had a lot of games where it like matched you in really quickly, yeah. And you'd look at the listing, like, oh, all PC players, and then a couple where it was like taking its time, and then you jump in there and it's like there's some Xbox players, and there's some PlayStation players, and there's some PC mixed in there, um. So yeah, it, it seems to be maybe also sort of tying into the amount of time it's taking for those cues to pop, I think, or or it could have just been that that's how it worked out. <laughs> it matched me
1: up. It finally worked yeah. found out that you're about as good as console players. Finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they worked it
0: out. Um, so yeah, that was uh, interesting to take a look at. Um, Haven't played a ton of the multiplayer stuff. I've I've mainly. Uh, I think I'm at like level 10 or something like that. There was people that were like level 40 and this is the day after launch. Like they were, (laughs) they were definitely grinding. They had played a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it it seemed like it, um, it was clicking with a lot of people, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I basically just, there's, um, the way the playlists work is it sort of gives you a selection of the modes you want. And then there's like a, um, like a random sort of playlist as well but you can go in there and check which ones you want to to pick so you can be like i want to play domination or i want to play tdm and you sort of mark those off and just press like quick play and it'll sort of grab those ones you've ticked and then just find whatever's free um as opposed to um you know maybe there's a game mode you don't want to play so that that's kind of handy to have but also you can also be like i just want to play Ground War 20, or or, or TDM 20, um, which is, is a large-scale team death match, or you want to play Ground War, which is the big 64-player, um, sort of like Conquest, Light, Battlefield mode. <laughs> um, but there's also yeah. stuff in there where, where, like, you can't really get into the nitty-gritty of specific, specifics, like, I want to play Night Vision. Um, I, don't I don't think that is really in there but you can do like the realism modes which I really like the real realism modes I'm all, I'm all about like playing um, Battlefield in in hardcore and yeah. you know, that's not something we played a lot of during 5 which you know I'm a bit, bit disappointing that but um, I think that's yeah, because just
1: the-, the way 5 was constructed I mean it was already I think it's the lowest time to kill of any Battlefield on launch like the lowest time to kill any Battlefield is launched at it yeah, uh, and they extended it slightly I remember being fucking popping off when they extended it to I think one extra bullet took one extra mm. bullet from SMG and it drove me fucking bananas cause cause the way you like fight in large scale games is yeah like you you don't you want to acquire the next target as soon as possible so you just fucking mentally time yourself you're like okay it's two and a half seconds but now it's now it's three seconds to kill. It's obviously exaggerated, uh, but yeah, from two and a half. But you've already tried to acquire the next target, and they're not dead, right? So you, yeah, like you stutter and fuck up. Uh, obviously, instead of two point five and three, we're talking about yep. like tenths of a second, uh, and the difference is. Yeah, like, just mind-blowing type shit.
0: And also, when you've got caliber guns with, you know, eight bullets or something like yeah. that, or you've got rifles, um, you know, that can be like, I can only kill two people. <laughs> and then I've got a reload, which takes a bit of time. Um, so, yeah, like, uh, Call of Duty is a bit more. I'd say the time to kill is a little bit higher in some of those, yeah. depending on, like, distance as well, because it takes into account how far away... Um, you know like damage drop off but for the most part it's it's pretty quick um, but I like the realism stuff because it switches off a lot of the hard elements and you can't really see like um, you know how many bullets you've got in your mag or the map and things like that so that's that's a cool mode um, but yeah I've only just been playing like TDM for the most part and uh, and running around on a bunch of the maps so there were some maps in there that um like, I didn't see a lot of rotation of during the when we were playing, so it was cool to kind of jump in and play a bit more of them. Like, um, Piccadilly, I only played a couple of times, and the times that I did play it, it was like we're playing it on um, Cyber Attack, and so it was like a different mode, which is you know, a team based mode. Um, yeah. so it was cool to kind of see some of that stuff, and and just like the different maps and how they offer different types of, I guess. Playstyles as well um, I think Piccadilly on TDM is uh, getting to play that a bit more now I think it's a bit broken um, as there was one other map that I played during the review event where I was like it, it seems to be broken in terms of like spawning and I, I mentioned this last week um, and so this is the other map that I've played now that I'm like this seems a bit not right like this, the way it's spawning people in is, yeah, is a bit weird you yep. do a bit of spawn, like spawn camping um, but by the way I'm still having fun just running around just just murdering people Um, yeah it's, I mean it's, it's Call of Duty like seems like most people liking the multiplayer for the most part people really like the campaign spec ops is just no one wants to play that it's trash in it's yeah. current state oh yeah it's getting fucking ripped up too eh yeah yeah so yeah um, it's just, you know it's like it's been too busy for me to really dive into I've been yeah. trying to play other games so
1: yeah um, IGN's Modern Warfare review went out uh, I don't know if you saw it um, and their multiplayer no. review followed it up um, like followed later and uh, I yeah got a 7.5 for multiplayer 8.2 for uh, single player yep um, I directly recall a conversation uh, about how my review for Call of Duty Infinite Warfare on IGN uh, was, was the, lowest? the lowest they had ever given a Call of Duty game, uh, mm. and it was a fucking big deal. Uh, that was 7.7. 7. I uh, We debated over the score for so fucking long, because... Because of the way... You know... They treat their scoring system... Because of the way... Their scoring system works... Uh... It was a huge... Huge conversation... Uh... I'm talking like... An hour long phone call... An international phone call... Uh... And yeah... The crux of it was that... Uh... They... Like... You know... That's not how... They... Review Call of Duty games... Like... It... Does my... Does my review, does my score reflect the call, like Call of Duty, in an like in an as an island, as it's sure. as a game outside of everything else, or is does it does the score reflect uh, the game's progress or lack of progress or regress uh, compared to other games in the series? And, uh, yeah, so, uh, that's, that's how we wound up at 7.7, 7. but, um, yeah, uh, I feel like I broke a barrier. I feel like, uh, I've opened some, opened a path for other reviewers to come in and score at 7.5, uh, not have to hopefully go through the same shit I did because, yeah, uh, that was a fucking nightmare. Um, 7.5, I don't know, for the multiplayer. Um, I don't know. To me, it sounds like you would put the multiplayer at real close to the single player, right? Uh, no. No?
0: No, because I thought the the, the um, campaign was the best part of the game. Yeah. But like, and I don't think the a multiplayer...
1: seemed like there was There's a, lot, a lot of what?
0: Liked a, a lot you
1: liked about the multiplayer. No.
0: Um. Yeah, I like bits of it. Like, I I don't think, uh, like, I don't think it's a better Call of Duty than than Black Ops Four. Most um, Yeah, I know
1: you were saying that. Uh, but yeah. like. Yeah. I, I, it's it's I guess it's super tricky, right? Like, to that's I think that's why it took so long to frame it against every other Call of Duty game. You know.
0: Yeah, it's, and it's so the other thing is when I looked at. When yeah. I looked at the score for Oz Gamers, and then I looked at um, uh, what they gave last year's Black Ops four, and then what they gave, I think the year before that was it. Uh, Infant Warfare, or was it Advanced? Infant. The World War Two one. Oh, World, War II. World War Two.
1: World War Two was before BO four. Yeah,
0: I think that was an eight, and they gave uh, <laughs> Black Ops a nine, and so I was yeah. like, all right, well. I was leaning more towards an eight eight 8.5 and wasn't really sure.
1: Yeah,
0: right. um, So I ended up going with an 8.5 because I, I thought that the campaign was excellent. Um, I don't think the multiplayer is better than. If 4, you had to like, do it in it a Jobs lot.
1: painted four star system, what would it be? Four stars? Yeah, out of four. What's a
0: two star? Is that a five? Yeah. Oh, well then, I can't... No, it'd be three stars. Yeah. But can you go half stars?
1: No. None of that shit. Okay. It's four fucking... Three. It's... Must play. Yeah. If you like the genre. <laughs> um... On sale. Don't buy. Yeah. Uh, I buy desperately... Back when back Game Arena still existed five years. And... Ten days ago. Uh... 11 days ago uh, 5 years and 11 days ago uh, when game Room still existed I uh, very much wanted to um, imp- like change out rip out the 10 point system Ooh. or the it was more like a 100 point system because we had increments of uh, 0.1 um, yeah. yeah rip out the 100 point system and replace it with a 4 star system um, that would be fully fully uh, justified in text uh, but it was way too much work for Azon that was showing down. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. Like uh, the... I, I like the multiplayer, but I played a lot of Black Ops 4 and I think the, the multiplayer in that was excellent, especially with the addition of like the zombies tied onto the Blackout, like that whole... Like the whole game was multiplayer, right? Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I just enjoyed it a lot, and so it's like a uh, when you've got a piece of it in this game where it's like really bad, <laughs> which yeah. is the spec ops mode. I'm like, there's definitely like there's potential there, but yep. because the spawn system is so bad, Cause it just player ruins player. that entire experience. Right? Camping, 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 camping. camping. I haven't seen Still haven't much seen camping? or any camping because uh, I'm playing. TDM, so that's like, where nobody's... all
1: camping exists. That's where all camping is. Any any camping in in like objective modes, unless it's off the objective, is positional yeah. play. Sure, uh, but yeah, but, like, but I think people are go starting on a fucking subreddit and people are losing their fucking minds about it.
0: Yeah, uh, but I think that's a that's a connection between this. This happens every year when Call of Duty comes out because people don't know the maps and so they're very. It's a slow paced game to start off with. Once people start learning maps a bit more, they start moving.
1: Um, no. It's built for camping, man. It's built from the ground up to reward camping. They literally said it at the multiplayer reveal event we were at. Hmm. They wanted to reward people for positional play. Positional in... play, in that sense, being camping. Like, they wanted all play styles to work, including positional play, which they were using... As a cute term for camping, when really positional play is successfully defending an objective, like right
0: for for TDM though,
1: if but in TDM there is no objective. The only objective, is... yeah, there's is no objective. Camping. So
0: kills, sk- kill streaks, or no. or, so or score streaks play in doesn't TDM matter.
1: Is camping this is what I'm saying. Right, but right. that's that's always been in Call of Duty. But no, like Black Ops Four was real good for not featuring all that much camping because the pace of the game was such and the and the map design was such that it didn't actually reward you all that much. Like, it didn't have garbage fucking corners that allowed you to hide yeah. in them and two big picture windows that allowed you to, you know, take hard cover because we've implemented fucking bullet pen, but not behind those fucking yeah. like, windows or whatever. Like, and footsteps that are way too loud and shit. Like... So that's
0: what changes, right? Is that now that the maps are bigger or vertical, and you know they've got these buildings you can go into with windows and whatnot that you can talk about, as opposed to um, which I guess there were hallways and like like maze type sort of maps in Black Ops Four. Yeah, Um, like you can definitely still camp, but now you when you when you run out into an area, it's like okay, I've got I'm no longer looking straight down. I'm looking down and i'm looking up to the right and like there's all these different areas people can get you in and i guess that's just a that's just the nature of that map design now like it's it's always going to be there as long as um like you see it in battlefield we see it in battlefield all the time but i think the difference with battlefield and call of duty is that they've got a revive system right and so when you're actually down if somebody's camping in a corner one person can go down and the second person can come in and finish you know most likely finish them or shoot them or whatever or the third person and all of a sudden you start reviving your teammates whereas in Call of Duty there's no revive system yeah. and you're kind of playing as a one man squad and so when you're killed by a camber, um the there's way the that you get them back is you know where they are the next time you come into that room right so
1: which they called out as something they specifically wanted to have mm. they said that was a Personal objective that players could attain in TDM. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cooked, in my opinion. It's built to encourage camping at some level, at a high level. Uh, they want campers. And I don't think map knowledge is ever going to get rid of that. Like, map knowledge, knowing that, like, to actually look around a corner, isn't going to change the fact that they are. Uh, they can hear you coming from fucking sixteen kilometers away, and uh, yeah, they'll get, they'll pre-fire you, right? Like, yeah, it's camped, not camp, like it's camped out the wazoo. Anyway. Anyway. I
0: don't know. We'll see. Well, I haven't experienced. I haven't seen it be an issue so far. Uh, you know, like, in the modes I'm playing,
1: we just played the fucking live game, so I'm only going off my experiences in the beta, but still. And, yeah. and literally what they said in their preview but yeah, uh, yeah anyway. I uh, mean there's
0: smart things in that they're trying to do with like alright we've got um to, to sort of tr- to track that by uh, personal UAVs where you can actually see them in the sky so if they're moving around you're gonna you're gonna know that they're like not in a specific position but if you see this thing sitting in the sky and it's, it's going nowhere then you've got a rough idea of where someone's gonna be so yeah. There's stuff like sort of little tells in the, um, the perk system, not the perk system. Uh
1: yeah, we'll kill streak or whatever, whatever it, it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, they, you know, I think they'll figure it out. They'll get there. They'll, you know. And, and if people don't like it, then they'll change it. They'll change it next year. I do think that kill streaks is weird. There is score streaks in the game. Um, Someone,
1: I think Racy was saying on Discord that you get a. It's puck. an
0: unlock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure.
1: That's fucking... Easy. I mean,
0: it's in there, but yeah, I, I thought I was getting points in some of the other modes for that, but maybe it just wasn't counting towards anything. So, yeah, either way, yeah. it's 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 strange. Um, but it seems like it's done well. It, I saw some stats. It's like one of the biggest games for them, this console generation, which sort of makes sense, right? Because we're at the end of the console cycle, so there's more units out there and, and that sort of thing. And I guess on top of that, like the positive reception of the game so far... Um. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to sort of how this game transitions going forward, and then also when my fucking battle royale mode comes out. That's all I want. I want my battle
1: royale, and I'll yep. be
0: happy. Yeah, because uh, I like my Call of Duty battle royale. I think it's excellent.
1: Yeah, although this won't be the same. But anyway, moving on. I mean,
0: it could be it could be better. I mean, think about it. Like they've got fucking tanks and and helicopters and shit in there now. So I, I it could don't be... see
1: how tanks would make.
0: I, I mean, look at Battlefield. Ever. Look what happened with Battlefield. Oh, like, I was really all... A, success. Yeah, that's... I think that's... They killed that on purpose.
1: They, I don't think they killed it on purpose. Uh, let's they not, killed it by not... F- let's not, you know... <laughs> um, let's not, not PUBG it up. Call it malice when it's probably just incompetence. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Like, good lord. Mm. Yeah, they they
0: killed an excellent game mode. Um, anyway, that was Call of Duty Modern Warfare out now. What else we got here? Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. You played a bit of this. I mode. did.
1: Uh, yeah, there was there's a Halloween mode. This is Halloween done correctly, in my opinion. Um, there's a Halloween... So, last week we talked about Apex Legends, Halloween event, Fight or Fright. Uh, yeah, this this time uh, yeah we're talking about the Halloween mode in Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, I love this mode. Uh, it's 5v5 uh and it's uh five like the five attackers all have hammers only uh and they're made up of like they choose from three different operators so you can have multiples of of one you can have all all the same operator if you want but it didn't work out super well i think i don't know if the meta has gone in that direction but i doubt it uh so you can be um what is it lion Uh, Lion with a hammer, you could be Pulse with a hammer, Uh, or you can be Blackbeard with a hammer. Blackbeard is... Jackal. You can be Jackal with a hammer, sorry. Uh, Jackal's the the footsteps guy. Um, So you can be one of those three, and uh, then on the other side, you've got five defenders. You can only have one of each, but uh, you've got Capcan, Frost uh, Legion, uh, Legion, rather, uh, um, fucking, what's she called, the fucking, she puts the traps up, and they stun you, Ella? No, okay. not Ella, the, the other one, uh, not, not Echo, uh, and, the last one is, something, I can't remember, anyway, um, I'm nailing this. Um, I just played as Legion. Like, all the time anyway. So, uh, I play... Uh, when I'm playing regular Rainbow Six, I only play as Legion. When I'm playing this, I only play as Legion. And, uh... Yeah. So, it's 5v5. The, uh, the defenders can't attack. Uh, the operators only have hammers. And it's a game of hide and seek. And, uh... Basically... That's all there is to it. You are... Uh, if you're the defenders, you win by having someone alive at the end of the round. If you're attackers, you kill everyone by hitting them. Uh, the defenders have the ability to go invisible mm-hmm. uh, for, I think it's five seconds, which is a ultra long time. And at the end of the five seconds, they also run a lot faster uh, for another five seconds. Uh, so th- you can use that to get some separation if you get caught out. But... Uh, you're not invincible. You're just invisible. And so the, the attackers can still hit you, uh, which is hilarious. Uh, can you you, run through people? Uh, no. So there's still collision and they can still hit you. And, uh, yeah. So if they, if you find the last person and just start swinging wildly and hit someone and, uh, like you get the win, hitting an invisible person, it's always a good time. Um, the uh, the attackers, yeah, it's basically up to them to find the defenders. If they don't take a pulse, uh, it's very, very easy to win as a defender uh, because hmm. all you need to do is find some dark corner and hide. You only get, I think, it's four invisibilities. Uh, oh, wow. But okay. all your other abilities tick up uh, all the time. So Capcan uh, actually gets more than his usual amount of traps, but he has to actually use them uh, to have it ticking. Uh, lesion, it's its the way lesion always works, right? Like, he's always getting more lesion traps. Uh, everyone that that basically works for everyone, which is rad. Uh, but yeah, but it, it just means you, you have the opportunity to sort of like, uh, set up more traps than, than would be normal so you can actually catch people out. Like, once they get their three traps. They they're no longer on, like as on guard as cap, like if they've if they've yeah. hit all the capcan traps, but you've actually put four or five down. You've taken the time. By the time that you've got the fourth down, I think like the attackers are definitely in the area. Uh, so it's definitely a dangerous time for you. But uh, nevertheless, you um you could still do it and you can still get away with it. And it's a really cool way. Because it's the only way for you to kill. Like traps are the only way for you for attackers to kill. Uh, sorry, defenders to kill the attackers. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a rad fucking idea, and it's executed really well. And uh, I think like three of the games I played had like Rainbow Six Pro League pros playing in them. Mm. Um, like actual pro players. They were all having the fucking time of their lives and it was the least toxic I've seen Rainbow Six in a fucking while as well nobody was fucking being dickheads on chat everyone was just being fucking like rad they were all like everyone was sharing in the fucking spirit of the event everyone was like getting spooked out and like congratulating each other when like the other team won and all that kind of shit it was fucking sweet like I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it Uh, I think something about the tension of the fucking mode and the fact that it's a little bit goofy so you don't feel the competition so directly meant that people uh, were in a much better spirit than maybe they normally are. Because I yeah. do feel that Rainbow Six gets pretty fucking toxic pretty quickly sometimes. Like people are just yeah. shitty to one another. Um yeah, so uh, that was rad. It's uh, set on Theme Park, which I thought was is fucking genius, because that's the next rework, and uh, if I'm being honest, I've quit more games of Theme Park than any other map uh, in Rainbow Six. I hate that map. I've got absolutely no time for it. Uh, there are too many run-out opportunities that, like on multiple levels, uh, mm. I've found, in my opinion. I don't know if they're going to fix that necessarily, but... Uh, a spooky version of Theme Park um, is actually a really good way for me to get acquainted with the map. A really clever way for them to get people acquainted with the map prior to them making big changes to it. Um, yeah. So that you can actually appreciate those changes. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was really fucking smart and I think they did it really well. Um, I also enjoyed, very much enjoyed, just when I couldn't find someone, when I didn't pick Pulse. I, I like I usually on attack, I'd go um, Lion,
2: because
1: mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. you just sort of... It's it's mostly just to slow down the other team, because you can, like, instead of there being a drone phase, uh, the attacking team is sort of just locked behind this gate, and it gives the defenders, I think it's 15 seconds to set That's up high. a couple of traps yeah. early. Um, so I as soon as I spawned in, I'd pop the Lion, and it'd be up again by the time... the uh, Just after the the gates opened. So uh, they would be... We'd immediately know where they were... Or they would stop moving. Uh, hopefully they'd just let us know where they were. And then just as we were about to get into the fucking building... We'd, I'd pop it again. And uh, we'd have some idea. Or they would be forced to stop. Which is... Yeah, I felt like that was a good technique. Uh, to make sure if they were going for... Uh, you always spawned in the same location. So, on the other side, as a defender, I'd just go fucking lesion up the fucking front door. Uh, cause people love to run through the front door. And you'd get some cheeky shit going. Uh, yeah. We had like a fucking, frost trap, cap can, lesion, all in the one spot. Uh, that wiped out like four attackers when they first walked through the door. At one point, it was fucking spectacular. Uh, and, then I just kept, like, throwing more lesions at them. Because they're all down. Uh, so they're trying to crawl outside. Uh, and the the last dude alive had to decide whether or not he was going to fucking, uh, like, come at us and kill us. Because we were all, like, clearly just there. Or help his friends up. And so I'm throwing mm-hmm. lesions at them to actually finish them off. Uh, and uh, so he decided to chase after us instead. Um, yeah, it was fucking... Spectacular. I, mm-hmm. As an attacker, if I couldn't find anyone, um, i just start hitting the walls down because everyone's got a hammer. So you just start sledging walls all over the place, just knocking right. every fucking wall down. Uh, Does the hammer have um, uh, durability? No. Nah. Okay. You can do it forever. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's about it. It was a fucking brilliant mode I don't know if it's still going it's probably not necessarily I think it runs still out popping. by the time this is out yeah right um yeah. but yeah genius work and uh yeah really well executed so should stand as a yeah much a good example to Apex on how to execute that fucking idea <laughs> uh, yeah yep
0: yeah alright what else we got here um Dota Unlords big
1: big huge update huge or Huge the bigger patch the bigger update yeah <laughs> uh killer work killer work i'm still not sure where i land on the fucking implementation of the underlords themselves uh i know you don't like the ui i, I find it I, conf- i'm
0: getting used to it yeah, yeah there's I find it confusing things about
1: it yeah, it's, it's different it's definitely different. I don't know that I don't like it, but it's definitely different. There are some things that I really like. Uh, when I, it, you know.
0: when I first got in there, I was like, this camera angle is... <laughs> Something's gone, like oh, they've yeah. moved it higher. Yeah. And so what I did was I just... You can actually use the scroll wheel. And you can... Um, I don't know if this was in the, the last game at all, but or the last update, but you can go like right above it so it looks like an actual chess game, or you can go really low. And so I sort of went like like 75% of the way down like a little bit um and it looks like how it used to look so I, i'm i'm used to that now um it's just like some of the ui elements i think could do a bit of tidying up but for the most part i think it's a good up, good update um yep yeah so they, they've added uh a bunch of new heroes um they've added in a bunch of new alliances um they've put in a jail system which is a really smart idea of of like basically changing the meta every day so that you can't have here's the six characters you pick and then you put like you know you put this composition together and that'll get you the win like oh you can't do that anymore because that character is now banned
1: yeah
0: for the day and so like it makes you change the meta every like every day it's a really smart idea because we were talking about how like they need new heroes and they need them urgently because that will make the pool bigger and the less chance of you getting the heroes that you want means that um, you've got less chance of of building that composition that you want. Um, But by having this jail system in there, um, yeah, it means you've actually got to try something different.
1: The reason they had to do the jail system is because they implemented fucking 80 new fucking heroes all at once. Right? Like, (laughs) I wanted like... Four new heroes. Oh, I wanted wanted all of them, right? I wanted four (laughs) new heroes to shake things up a bit, so that you would feel like you know the odds of getting the one you wanted weren't necessarily the same. Uh, Mm. Yeah, they dumped fucking eighty, and they're like, okay, now the odds of you getting two fucking raises before round eighteen are monumentally low, uh, because there's fucking a full Dota roster in this fucking game. Uh, we got to do something about that. So, yeah. And they implemented the jail system, which, yeah, works really well. I think every day, uh, is too soon. I think it should be every three days or something like that. In my opinion, there's not enough time to really get a feel for the, like, uh, one construction, like one idea of, like, you might play a game have fun with that particular constru- uh, construction, like the way sure. that team constru- uh, is put together, and then it doesn't present itself next time, right? You don't have the opportunity in the next game, and maybe not the next game, but games of Underlords are long enough that I don't know that I, like, unless I'm really going in for an Underlord session, I don't know if yeah, I'm going to yeah. play more than three fucking games a day. Right? Exactly. So, uh, uh, yeah, if it doesn't show up, if, I.O., right? Io is such a fucking good example. Uh, play some games with I- I.O. is fucking <laughs> he got banned the next day. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, go on. Go on. Well I was playing yesterday. Uh, we were playing duos. Uh, me and Jury played some white like, one oh, game nice. of duos um, in against bots. But uh nevertheless.
0: The I-O just never the I.O. just never came.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like <laughs> I'm presented, like, right off the bat, I get a fucking Tiny and a Razor, and I'm like, oh, IO's fucking Primordial, yeah, baby, this happened, we're going fucking Primordials, see what happens, I get a Morphling in the next fucking round, I'm like, oh, we've got to do this, we have to do this, uh, and then, yeah, no IO, it got to, like, round 15, and I'm like, where the fuck is IO, what the fuck is going on, where's my IO, and then I hover over it and it's like grayed out. But it's, it's already a fucking white blob. Like, it's already a white circle. It's impossible to tell it's fucking grayed out. They like definitely need to communicate what's been jailed a little bit better. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I also think maybe three-day cycles is better than one-day cycles. It's Yeah, it's just not enough time for me to really fall in love with the character. And then, yeah, we played played the rest of this game. I think it lasted till about round 30. Yeah, uh, me, and right. really on, uh, me and Drew were on 90 health. And, uh, we accidentally, accidentally killed the last team. <laughs> uh, cause we, we were both like fucking chockers on economy, like well, well G'd up. Um, uh, you can swap heroes. You can send your teammate wow. heroes. Hmm. So I had fucking two level threes by round 12. Uh, wow. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting.
0: Because you can be like, what's your lineup? What have you got? Give me exactly. this. And then you That's start buying we're stuff We're together. like just
1: fucking swapping shit. And like yeah. literally, literally stuff was like, I was, I was finding myself upgraded without my realizing it because it had just fucking like had just sent it over without saying anything. Once he knew yeah. I wanted fucking, once he knew I wanted raises, he's like, and he, he just keeps getting fucking raises and he just keeps sending them over to me. And I'm like, all right. Uh, what have your boards for? Uh, you can't send, send. you can't send so uh, like right. we, one, like towards the later rounds uh, when we were trying to make goofier three stars uh, yeah. yeah that became a bit of a thing like we're like oh sell sell like just sell one thing and uh yeah I told I got Drew to sell one thing and I sent him four fucking four characters and like all like I was able to sell send them over and they would level up so they'd immediately go off the board oh, uh-huh. yeah. so I'd have space to put the next one <laughs> Uh, but mm. he sent him gold as well. He sent it one at a time, which isn't hyper convenient, but uh, we didn't really worry about that shit. Uh, I sent him gold once, I think, uh, yeah. just to get him up over, I think it was the 20 bucks. The interest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, threshold. And, uh, yeah, otherwise, yeah, he's just fucking, yeah, we just fucking wallops. Uh, the AI clearly isn't prepared for duos. <laughs> mm. It was pretty funny. Anyway, so yeah, the last round, um, the other, other duo had, I think it was like 26 health left. And we're like, okay, we'll be fine. We just need to not do 26 damage to them. Uh, we, I think we did like 38 or something like that. <laughs> we just fucking gone out of the fuck. And cause yeah, I'm like, if they, if they live through this round, uh, I'm going to spend all my money and try to find, uh, who's the dude who does the fucking time prison? Void? Void. Oh my god. That fucking game we were playing where I got Void and he literally fucking saved my balls. Spectacular. I was, like, that's what I love about Auto Chess. That fucking, clearly RNG, like, the the odds have gone in your favor, but it's resulted in something spectacular. In this case, Void uh, puts out his little time cube uh, that freezes everyone inside of it except for himself. Uh, which if it catches your own players, it catches your own players, but holy shit. And I only had like a one star void. He wasn't, he was just literally the only ace I saw. Uh, and I just grabbed him. Mm. Uh, no synergy with the rest of my fucking team at all. He's like a primordial assassin or something. And I had neither primordials nor assassins. Uh, but yeah, it didn't matter. He would, like, fucking jump in. He'd fucking void every cunt in their fucking backline. Uh, it's a massive area. It might be too big an area. I don't know. Uh, he is an ace, so I guess it's supposed to be powerful. But, yeah, he'd, he'd freeze everyone, including, yeah, I think my two tanks got frozen. Uh, and then, But all my fucking casters are just fucking dumping shit on these cunts, like, nonstop, like, fucking... And, uh... Yeah, I'd, like... I'd, I won some games with him, won some rounds that I absolutely shouldn't have. Absolutely yeah. shouldn't have. Uh, as evidenced by... I think I died when um, the first first person on my team to die was Void. Like, I think he, he got nuked. And, uh, yeah, on. Sorry. Oh, no, that was after the round where... So, they must have been, like, rejigging their fucking setup to make sure Void died, I think. I think that's what they're doing. But IO will... Rez, the first person on your team to die, no matter what. And so, Void died pretty much instantly. Uh, Managed to get his time thing off, but still died from someone outside. Uh, And then Io brought him back, and he went in and Voided them again. And I won that round, and I shouldn't have won that one either. Um, Hmm. Spectacular shit. Like, hilarious shit. Uh, But yeah, like, there's just so much fucking goofy play going on, right? So many goofy combinations uh, that are totally divorced from Synergy, right? Like, obviously Io and Void are Primordials, uh, but other like I didn't get Void because of anything like that. He was literally just the only Ace available, and I wanted to see what I could do with it. Right? Like, yeah. see if I could make something happen with it. And yeah, I think I was going, like, fucking insects in that round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, like it it didn't like but I I grabbed an Io because why the fuck wouldn't you get grab an IO if Io's there bring on IO right like He brings back a player at full health mm-hmm. once a game unless he gets fucking nuked down. Uh it is insanity. As long as he lives long enough to start like to to cast it's crazy shit and I can't even imagine if you were to get like a fucking what's the what's the heart the 50% off cooldown timer um
0: oh yeah yeah the essence yeah like is it an essence I can't remember yeah I think so so to bring it down to 30 seconds
1: like that would be heinous I had one game where I had two two star IOs on board and the i o one of my i o s brought back someone and then died, and then the other i o brought back that i o and the cooldown had been reset. It's like he doesn't have oh. a global cooldown, so yeah. the full cooldown had been reset, so yeah. he he was then able to oh my lord, I
0: would chuck a refresher up on him
1: <laughs> like imagine you were up against that team, I would be fucking spitting. I would be losing my fucking mind. Just,
0: just eight IOs.
1: <laughs> right? Like, you're like, what is it? Is this Arc Wardens again? Is this what? Is this my fucking life? I just have to watch these cunts res each other for the rest of eternity. Um, yeah. Fucking hilarious shit. But, like, that's it, right? Like, That's what you're playing Underlords for. That's what you're playing auto-chess games for. Is that goofy moment when something that probably shouldn't work actually works. And yeah. I think... They've successfully injected it that into the game by way of uh, the new heroes. It's what we were saying the whole time. I don't know if the underlords necessarily do it. I do. I did find out why I kept coming up against um, why I kept seeing fucking enemies live on one health. I had a game where uh, three three enemies lived on one health to defeat me and hmm. I was maybe I, I took it. I took it in stride as, you know, as I always do, I wasn't, uh, overly reactive. No, I lost my shit. Uh, I was losing my fucking mind. I'm like, what the fuck is going on that? Like, yeah. Odds wise, that doesn't make sense. Uh, but yeah, it turns out, I believe this is what's happening. Hobgen lights people on fire. Mm hmm. I believe Hobgen's fire can't kill.
0: Can't kill them. Right. Yeah,
1: so he burns them all the way down, uh, and mm. if you were to burn them further than uh, one health, it, it just won't do any damage. Right, okay. I believe that's what's happening. Um, because, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's uh, as far as I can tell. Um, so, yeah, that's why I keep fucking seeing it. it yes. Yeah. You- and I think
0: that's that's one of the things they need to work on is that it's extremely confusing to figure out what is going on with those Underlords and how much damage they're doing and what their abilities... Like, it says it sets people on fire. And I'm like, okay, but how much damage is that? Yeah. Like, what is that? Because what they've done now is they've removed... Uh, which is something I don't agree with. They removed the damage counters. When, like, when you would hit someone, um, they'd say how much damage they did. So. Oh, right. It'd be like forty-eight, or if you crit them, that it'd be like eighty something. You know, depending on how armor works and whatnot. But like, I have no sense of that anymore. Like, I I don't know when something crits, how much it's critting for, yeah. or um, no, no, say no, no, you've no. got savages, no, it's like right?
1: Hits a hit, hit base. I mean, you can still see the DPS meter on the side. But yeah, yeah no, but no, you've no. got to have it, that it, set it. up, right? It sort of exists, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, you've got to, you've got to have it. Clicked on DPS oh, yeah, or, yeah, as opposed course, to course. damage. Or, yeah, um, I just mean, whereas,
1: yeah, on a hit to hit base. I'm just clarifying on a hit to hit basis. You can't see what exactly each person is doing. Yeah,
0: and so Savages is another one where that stuff is useful. And what Savages does is, every time you get a successful hit, they add an extra stack of damage. So it starts off and it's like seven damage, but if you're a tier two, it's a, it's about fifteen. So. They, they add an extra 15 damage every time they hit someone. And so th- that information is useful when you're watching a game and trying to get an idea of, like, how those specific characters are dealing in, like, in relation to where they are on your board. Yeah. So by removing that information, you now no longer, like, I don't understand what anyone is doing anymore. So wow. I wish they would bring that back. And I think they're just trying to tone down the amount of information that is happening on the screen. Because um, now you've yeah. got these... That's Underlords cool. that are shooting like cannons at people and then like powering up guys on your team and I'm just like
1: And they've got like a mana bar that's submitted into three and it's a each, hype bar. Each one has fucking its own cooldown and, and like, I don't know how any of that, what, that works. What is going on?
0: Yeah. I've played about ten games and I don't understand it. I still don't, I don't really get them. I, 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 I don't. do
1: I do feel like I picked the wrong underlord. The the fucking chick one fucking heals cuts and summons a fucking golem. Yeah. She's like a healing ward slash grave totem. Like, in one thing. Meanwhile, fucking Hobgen's over here lighting cunts on fire and doing none of the fucking damage. Yeah. Does he show up in the damage meter? Is he supposed to? Yeah, yeah he shows up in the damage meter. I've never <laughs> seen him do anything worthwhile. I had one game yesterday where fucking, like, three of my my heroes are doing fucking 10k plus damage each. And yeah. I didn't even look below that. I didn't even see where he was. He was clearly not doing anything fucking worth anything. Like, good Lord. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I think they need
0: to tighten up some of the, um the way the game is displaying information and sort of what's going on. Because that, that hype yeah. bar, I just do not understand. Like, I get that there's three different abilities, but I don't understand how you... ...get it to trigger an ability... ...because sometimes it's like... ...I have enough hype... ...but he seems to be only casting one spell... ...I don't know why he's not casting another spell... ...and then other times like... ...the the entire bar is full... ...and now there's two little... cooldowns. ...I just don't understand... ...and then it's like... ...he's setting people on fire... ...but how much damage is that doing? I can't figure out how much... ...it doesn't tell me anywhere... um, ...how much damage that is... ...like when you're setting someone on fire what is that? Is that 300 damage over five seconds or <laughs> like, what is it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got no idea.
0: And so like, and then, and then there's these abilities and being able to like talent trees. And so it'll be like, Oh, now the area effect on the fire is double. And you're like, okay, but what the, f- how much damage am I doing? Like it just, if it gave me more information, yeah. then I would have a better idea of what talents to choose. Uh, well, Cause at the moment I'm kind of just picking what I think sounds cool. Um, You know, oh, this one does 0.5 armor reduction every second. I'm like, that sounds like it's going to be a lot for a long fight, so I'll pick that one. Um, But yeah, I I think there's a lot of good changes, but at the same time, there's a lot of changes that have been put in that um, haven't been maybe thought out as well. Like they've just chucked them in and been like, here's a new system, and they haven't really thought it through as much. Yeah, and I think that's one of them.
1: That's what we were saying last week. I think is that they should like this should they need to be able to experiment this year, right? Like, yeah, they need to have the room to experiment. So I think we're gonna have to. This is gonna be some teething, yeah, yeah, uh, issues for a little while uh, while they work it out. But I, I believe that we will get there. I I'm so reinvigorated with this game. Uh, sure. Just based on yeah, I wasn't initially terribly impressed by the fucking Underlords themselves. Uh, I didn't think they added that much, but yeah, the hero oh. acquisitions are huge.
0: So we were talking about this. I don't like that the heroes have talents that are based on, I guess, your playtime or your wins. Yeah. So you, you level them up, and I don't think I like that system.
1: I don't like that, yeah, Drew just unlocked the um, the second ultimate for the other chick. And I just unlocked the second ultimate for Hodgin. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, now if I wanted to unlock, I'd have to play a bunch of games as her. Uh, yeah, I don't really like that. Um, I feel like, I, I guess I un- like I understand it and it's not that big a deal, uh, but I don't like it because it does directly reward people who have played shit tons of the game. yeah
0: yeah and then Um, you've got to make sure that it's balanced and yeah those abilities are locked behind walls aren't the most powerful ones yeah that's probably the that's the main reason why i don't like it is that you it's like dota dota specifically is a game it, it is changes all the time because of uh nerfs and buffs and whatnot and then underlords is doing the exact same thing every time every week or two they're rolling out patches that change the way um either alliances work or damage is dealt or spells, uh, you know, spells and abilities are, are, are like, um, the damage on that stuff or cooldowns, and it's, like, like, I've seen the way they operate and by them locking some of this stuff behind gameplay, um, uh, timed gameplay or wins and whatnot, then that means, I mean, that stuff is going to change and there's going to be an overpowerful thing in there somewhere that they'll eventually change and it's locked behind you know, how many games you've played or how much time you put into this character. So that's why I don't specifically like that system. Yep. Yeah. No. But otherwise, I think everything else is awesome. I think it's really good. Yeah. It's a really great update. update. Great stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's probably uh, about it. Like I said, yeah, After Party. Um, so that's out now on, on consoles, PC. Um, you can play it on Xbox Game Pass if you've got that for free. And uh, I talked about this a couple of weeks back. It is a game from the creators of Oxenfree. Um, it's sort of like a spiritual successor to that. It uses the same sort of gameplay elements. It's an adventure game um, where there's um, a, a very extensive dialogue system. And um, the dialogue changes depending on um, the type of alcoholic drinks that you drink in the game. And so the premise of it is that you and your best friend um, such so Lola and Milo have have died and gone to hell and the only way that they can escape hell is by out drinking Satan or out partying Satan. And, yeah. uh, and so you sort of do this pub crawl sort of thing and you go to different bars you buy different drinks and that changes your dialogue options within the game. Um, and there's a, there's some sort of small gameplay elements in there. There's like beer pong and Dance offs and that sort of thing, but for the most part, it's a it plays very similar to Oxenfree, where it's a it's an adventure game that you just you talk to characters and you you progress through the story. Um, yeah, I, I really like it. I um, I think that, um, like I said when I previewed it a couple of weeks back, it's got some excellent writing, it's got some great uh, uh, um, voice acting, and, and some really interesting characters in there. Um, It didn't go in the direction that I thought it was going to in terms of the overall story. I thought it was going to go some, um, maybe go a bit, uh, I don't know, like twisty on me, like throw throw some weird twists in there or whatever, but it doesn't really do that. It kind of just telling a story and it it just goes where you think it's going to go. Um, It seems to it seems to have some sort of branching um, sort of paths that you can take in terms of the story that plays out. And I spoke about this during the preview where you can like, it'll give you objectives to do. You don't necessarily have to do them in that specific order. Um, You can do one of them and it sort of cancels out the other. And so there's multiple ways that you could sort of progress an objective um, and, and complete it. So there's some replayability factor there. And so I actually went back and loaded up an old save and tried doing a few different things um, later on, just to sort of see how things will turn out. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot there to like. Um, I think it's a it's a good follow up to to Oxenfree. So, I think if you played uh, Oxenfree and you liked it, you really liked it, then yeah, this would probably be a jam. It's it's very um, it's very on the same level. the The themes of, are different in terms of Oxenfree. Oxenfree is very like a supernatural thr- thriller. This is more of a um, like a, a more on the comedic side, looking towards. I spoke about it a couple of weeks back. Things like Rick and Morty The Simpsons, um, a lot of Edgar Wright stuff with, with what he's done. So, yeah, different vibe, but very similar in terms of gameplay. Um, so yeah, seems to be doing pretty well in terms of reviews and whatnot. It's not a huge like time sink probably takes six hours, six, seven hours maybe to finish through. Um, yeah, so. It, it's a lot of fun. If you got Game Pass, you can fire it up on that and check it out if you, if you want to play an a old-school sort of adventure game that's been uh, sort of reimagined and brought to what games are these days. So, yeah. I dug it. I really liked it. So, check it out. After party. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, there, there's still a couple technical issues in there. It, okay. it seems to slow down at some stages. Like loading in certain elements but for the most part no big problems with it technically um like the scope of it has very much grown from Oxenfree to this there's still a very small studio I think there's only a dozen people working on the game yeah right um when I talked to the the uh creative not yeah creative director or co-founder um so yeah it's cool I like it check it out
1: nice and speaking of the Xbox games, Pass, The Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds. Have you played much of it?
0: I have put a, um, some time into it.
1: Uh, have you played much of it? I have it installed. And after this You've podcast, not played any. I'm going to fucking play it. Uh, no. <laughs> right. Been... Wait till you fucking see what I've been doing. Wait till you see what I've been doing. Okay, don't fucking start.
0: Right. Um, so yeah, I've been playing Outer Worlds. I, um, so the Outer Worlds, people do I know, is a, a, a science fiction RPG, um, from the creators of games like, uh, Fallout New Vegas, um, Knights of the Old Republic. Did they do Knights of the Old Republic? Which one of them did they yeah, do?
1: Two, two. Or two? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, the, uh, they've got creators of the original Fallout on this team as well. Um, so there's, uh, A lot of RPG heritage, yeah, heritage has sort of has gone back over the decades on this game, and uh, we previewed it a couple of times when we've talked about it. But for the most part, people have been sort of tying it to its Fallout in space. Not only them, but like like the developers themselves have have talked about how Fallout has inspired them. Like it was in the marketing material. Um, Yeah, I did interviews with producers that have talked about how. (laughs) <laughs> it's to them it's like this is their fallout hmm. um
1: and they mean so, it in the sense like of what fallout was for black isle they want this to be for for obsidian yeah now that now that like this is a new phase in their their life right yeah um they're a new they've been bought by xbox and whatnot so yeah it's it's a new step for a lot of these young creators and i think it's right, All right. Hmm. it's a fucking killer thought
0: yep. yeah um so the basic premise is you play a character who um who wakes up on a, a spaceship and uh there's this wacky scientist that is talking to you about how like uh, corporations have sort of taken over um the space areas the space planets and um yeah you end up uh having to try and repair your ship and you start off on this sort of remote planet that has a couple of different um, uh, like community centers going on and whatnot. And uh, yeah, you you basically start exploring. You get given quests and you sort of build out your, you know, it's RPG games. You earn experience and you put points into certain skills and perks. And um, I guess that the the thing they're really going for here is uh the writing and the dialogue like being able to um like have tons and tons of different options that you can sort of talk your way out of and like it's that thing where people say that to you or developers like oh you can kind of play this game any way you want you can play it as a an, uh, an action game or a stealth game or a pacifist um or a hacker like that sort of vibe and that's really what they're going for so there are a bunch of different um skills in your in your tree that you can put points into and that also like each individual skill tree has um like little options on it little layers it'll be like dialogue you can put points into dialogue but that also puts points into your intimidation and your um you know how much you can lie and bargain and things like that or you can put points into uh Melee weapons, and that'll be like uh, like single hand and two hand melee weapons. Or there's range weapons, which points it puts points into uh, pistols and long range and assault rifles. And so there's there's a bunch of different ways you can sort of customize your character. Um, and then that sort of details like how you want to approach certain objectives and, and get things done. Uh, yeah, and it's it's basically like it is a Bethesda Fallout. Skyrim experience like the the look of it is very similar in terms of when you go and talk to somebody it zooms into their face like zooms in on their face and you have that conversation and and, uh, there is a a a VAT system it's not really VATs, but you sort of slow down time and every time you shoot somebody it takes a little bit of chunk away from the uh, from that uh, skill so you know you can shoot someone a couple of times and then you run out and it recharges over time and and when you aim at somebody it tells you their weaknesses and how much health they've got and um, you know, bit of information about you, like it's VATS, but it's not VATS. Yeah. Um, so it's very much like it, it is this is the Fallout 76 for the people that want to it. <laughs> like, like it's the good one. Uh, I've played a bunch of it, it's excellent, it's really good. The writing, as I said uh, during the previews, is awesome. There is so many options to sort of talk to characters and, um, and the way you can finish objectives, like it's yeah it's like staggering like you'll get you'll get an option in a dialogue that'll be like um you can lie to them or intimidate them or um or charm them or you can just flat out just turn around and kill them if you're like you're trying to do that sort of stuff and so yeah there's there's so many different ways you can sort of approach this game and complete those tasks um i might talk about some of them just in terms of like the first area that you yeah. get to. The big, the, big, um, the big one that you're sort of trying to accomplish is is this town called Edgewater. and there this, corp- this corporate town run um, uh, that sort of has a bunch of workers in it and there um, they've been hit by this plague. and uh, a bunch of other people have sort of left that town and then gone and started their own sort of little community elsewhere that have started growing like vegetables and other types of food and the, t- the the mayor of sort of edgewater wants you to go turn on the power generator and crank it up a bit but take away the power from that little community that sort of exiled themselves and, and divert the power back to their town and so that's kind of like the overall story of this specific planet um and so you meet characters in the town and you go meet the people that have sort of gone and started off their own little community, the deserters, I think they're called. Um, And you start learning about what their deal is and why they left. And um, yeah, you get a bit of backstory about those characters. And so then this overall choice, this big choice you've got to make is do I give the power back to this town? um, Or do I give it to the, the deserters? And it sounds simple in terms of, like, oh, well, you know, who do I pick? But they throw these sort of, like, black... not They're not even black and white choices. They're, like, grey choices. Like, both of them are, like, you don't know which ones to choose because they're saying things on this end, but, but also these other characters over here are saying things that make you sort of want to... So you're always, like, constantly flipping backwards and forwards between, like, who you think you should do it. And there's no, like, clear oh, this is who I should be going for. There's no right or wrong answer, per se. Yep. Um, or maybe there is. It's just like, that's just the way my game played out. And yeah, and so like the, the this, this Edgewater kind of wants these people to come back. It's not like they want to kill them and leave them out. Like this mayor wants them, these people to come back and start working for them again. But at the same time, those people don't want to come back because they don't like the way that mayor is running that town. And so there's... Awesome some choices in there where you can like... The way that I played it out was... I ended up diverting the power back to Edgewater... But convinced that town to come back. But she... Like the leader of that town wouldn't come back... If that mayor was still... Like leading the people. And so then you can... Convince the mayor to like step down if you want to do. Like you, there's all these weird... Yeah. Sort of intricate choices that you can take. I, like I, I didn't even... I could have just killed the mayor... F- <laughs> like that yeah. was one of the options. Like, go go kill him. And I was like, oh, maybe I can do something else here. And so you can have this conversation with him, and eventually convince him that maybe he should step down. Like they're growing their own food over here, and like, yeah, it's just like so cool the the ways that this story can unfold, and then this one really small decision, or not small decision, but like this one decision that you can make can sort of branch out into these all these different ways. And I felt like when I finished that area, I felt like I had solved it. <laughs> like yeah. that was the, to me, the perfect run of being able to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I could have, I was so close to, to giving the power to the to the deserters. Cause I was like, yeah, fuck the corporations, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> but you get a character that, that um, becomes your companion and she's like, at one point she's talking about like, Oh no, I think you should give the power back to Edgewater. Like I've grown up there my entire life. They're really good people that that live there. They're just, you know, they're, um, hard workers. And, um, you know, it's, they're just working hard. They're, they're, they're just trying to live. And you're like, Oh fuck. All right. So now all of a sudden you're like, okay, now I've got to try and, how do I fix this? Um, yeah, and it just kind of leads you down this path of like, eventually, um, like really interesting choices that are not necessarily the good or bad choice. It's like they're both kind of a bit shit, but yeah. So that that first area, just the way it kind of played out, um, I think it's fantastic. Like the the writing and just the way that it um it lets you really or it lets you like sort of think about what's going on in this world and sort of make the decisions that you want, um, and how that plays out overall. In the story is is really cool so i'm, I'm digging i'm digging this game so far I haven't, I haven't played a ton of it i'm like level seven and i finished that first area and it seems like there's a bunch of different planets you can go to um so yeah it's really good it's it's really really good um sweet i played it on hard and i switched it back to normal um because oh. i was getting yeah. mar- like i was getting destroyed because <laughs> like yeah. everyone i've heard has been like play it on on hard, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I was, I don't know, I don't know how the leveling system works. Like, there's no, there's no icons above enemy players' head to say these are level right. eight. I think it kind of just scales. Mm. I was getting destroyed, like, punted. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll switch it up to hard later on when I maybe get some better gear or weapons or something, something right. like that. Yeah, because um, I've only got the it one companion. Seem
1: like it's a game- way the combat is what you're in it for
0: right yeah no no it doesn't because even after I switched it back to normal I found that it was definitely easier like a lot easier yeah um but also I'm just like the combat's not it's like nothing special it's it's definitely better than the combat that was in yeah yeah um and so there's like pistols and RPGs and shotguns and hunting rifles like it's it's got a pretty decent combat system but yeah. I'm playing it for the story stuff, yeah. um, which they seem to do like an excellent job of that. So, yeah, I'm uh, cool. I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. So, yeah, I think it's it's definitely one people should should check out if you're um were disappointed by Fallout seventy six, um yeah. or if you're a fan of those Bethesda games because this is a studio that's worked on those games in the past mm-hmm. who, who have made excellent RPGs in the past and um. Yeah, there's a reason why they've been bought out by my Microsoft. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. I was just super surprised by how... um, Yeah, just how you can really approach different objectives and, uh, you know, that that sort of... um, There's no right or wrong, at least not in this particular case. Maybe there was, I just didn't see it, but it didn't seem like there was a right or wrong choice. They were both kind of very grey... Um, so I'd be interested to sort of hear what other people have done or how they solved it. Maybe, maybe there are other ways to go about it that I didn't see. So that would be really cool to find out. Um, and it's just not like that was sort of the main, your main objective. There were different things in there. Like somebody asked for, um, one of the residents in town wanted to get some medicine to help, um, cure them of something but then you like leave that area and somebody else approaches you and she's like, Oh, you know, that medicine could be used to cure all these other people and blah, blah, blah. And then, so you got to make a choice of like, all right, who do I give the medicine to? Or do I just steal the medicine and (laughs) sell it for for money? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm playing as, um, she is very high in terms of dialogue. So she talks a lot out of situations. Um, but she's also not, like, a... I don't feel like she's a bad guy. She's She steals, like, every fucking chance she's got. Like, if I go into a house and there's stuff lying around, I'm stealing it. Like, it'll tell you, like, <laughs> okay. steal, steal, steal. And I'll, like, close doors and I steal everything. But I don't go around killing people for fun yeah. or anything like that. Like, she's trying to get by.
1: <laughs> Chaotic neutral.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and the one time I lied was to... Um, was for the main sort of choice when i was talking to the man i felt like it was a good lie <laughs> like it, right. it was a lie in terms of i had information that you know um
1: your are good
0: yeah like i had i had information of how something was done i just no. didn't tell him the intricacies about how that process was done i just kind of told him oh they've got a way to do this like right. they they know how to grow vegetables And he's like, oh, how do they do it then? What's their process? And I know the process, but I'm like, it doesn't matter about that process. Like, that's how they do it.
1: That's fair. That's not even a lie. That's... It it
0: came up as a lie. Because I had found out earlier on how they did that. Like, if I would have skipped that entire conversation, that probably wouldn't have come up as a choice. Yeah, Um, yeah, and there's, there's stuff in there with, like conversations you will have characters with things you're wearing and like they'll mention it and stuff like that so yeah it, it seems like a really um a really good game uh that i think is going to get a lot of love during end of the year awards um and i'm definitely keen to see sort of how it plays out and and uh where it takes sort of where it takes you because sweet yeah it's it's excellent so far so i'm really digging it nice yeah, so well, I guess we'll find out next week when you play a bit more and what your sort of decisions are. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm super fucking pumped. I can't wait.
0: Mm. Uh, um, it runs really good on PC. I'm playing on, um, yeah, as I said, Xbox Game Pass.
1: Yeah.
0: It seems to run no issues at all, no crashes, nothing like that. So yeah, seems Sorry. like a good port.
1: Nice, cool. Uh, well...
0: And it here we just leaves,
1: are. Leaves one more game.
0: A new, a new genre.
1: A new genre. A new genre. Uh, one that's never been seen before. The let's have a. I, I wrote it down. Uh, a action game slash strand game bracket, social strand system close bracket genre. Uh, <clears throat> I've been playing Death Stranding. I've played Death Stranding for 60 hours. And I would say for about 58 and a half of them. I hated it. Uh, But uh, to review the game uh, as part of the terms of the review, I was required to finish the game to the credits uh... before I... reviewed it... and... uh... I sort of kept playing... I... I... wasn't sure I was going to be able to review it... you'll be able to read my review... on player2.net... um... I was going to chuck... up thoughts on Red Bull... but because this game is so... riddled... with Monster Energy Drink... um... I can't do that. So uh, mm. I, I went looking for somewhere to put it up. I was going to put it up on the ga podcast.com uh, but uh, the last time, a few times, I've tried to put the fucking podcast on the um, on the RSS feed, uh, the site has fallen over. So uh, I was worried about the sheer amount of traffic. <laughs> that my review is going to bring in. Um, That's a good thing, though. Uh, no, like, just three more people trying to fucking access that review. It was definitely going to f- fucking tank our goddamn website. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it seemed like a dangerous play. So, anyway, yeah, no, it's going up on Player 2. I'm, I'm very excited to have something go up there. I've never written for them before. Um, it's Four thousand seven hundred and forty words of review. Um, I go all the way in. Uh, I go. There's a couple of tangents. It's basically a written version of a podcast. It's definitely constructed. Uh, I think it's very well constructed, obviously, because I'm the best reviewer on the planet. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's long. It's it's long. Uh, in it, I'm not gonna just rehash my fucking review here. I've got this. Actually, way more that I can talk about that I didn't talk about in the review. Um, But uh, just one thing that I will address uh, in it. I talk about how uh, there's a a degree of irony, right? There's a degree of irony for uh, criticizing Kojima for being overly verbose uh, amidst a review that is generally... Five times longer than every other fucking review that exists. Uh, there's there's definitely an irony in that. But... I think... At some level... Kojima deserves... As many words as I can give him. Uh, I've been contacted constantly. So many people... Uh, who were... Uh, like, have the game. Uh, and a part of the, the review... Uh, I, I guess process <laughs> process, and it is a process but uh, yeah so many people who are part of the process have contacted me uh, wondering what I think specifically because I am a massive Kojima fan and I am a massive Kojima fan I mean Metal Gear Solid 3 is one of my favorite games of all time it's a top three it's in my top three it's alongside Deus X and, uh, and Grand Theft Auto Vice City for me as one of my favourite games of all time. Uh, like, one of, in my opinion, the best games of all time. I mean, I, I'm never going to rank the 3, necessarily, because I think it changes every now and then, but, nevertheless, Metal Gear Solid 3, like, changed how I thought about video games, right? Uh, it utterly altered my perspective on games, and I think it might... In some way, be why I care so much about critical analysis in video yeah. games to this day. So it's massively important, and I do, and I honestly think Metal Gear Solid One, Metal Gear Solid Two, and Five, and like and obviously, obviously Three, and to a lesser extent, elements of Four and elements of Five uh, were all utterly brilliant. I don't think I do think I absolutely think. Uh, there's a downward slope from three onwards but uh, there are parts of both four and five that have further shapes how I look at video games um, anyway so people look like people see a Kojima game and they literally think oh Job's gonna fucking love this let's find out what Job thinks of this train wreck Uh, because why wouldn't you why wouldn't you want to get the perspective of the unabashed fucking Kojima lover I am pretty outward about my fucking adoration for his work Uh, so yeah I I get it right I get that Uh, I get why you'd you'd want to ask me uh, what I think Uh, but I don't like it at all I don't like Death Stranding it is a bad game on so many fucking levels. On so many levels. And uh, yeah, I don't think he's lost it. I don't think Kojima's lost it. I think what has happened is his, his perspective has changed. I think there were... It's, it's crazy to think this, but I think there were elements of Konami... Who were... You know, everyone thinks Konami was holding Kojima back... Everyone still blames blames Konami for the ending of Metal Gear Solid 5, even though that shit was scripted and acted uh, months before the game was fi- finished. Um, but, yeah, I think they needed... He needed to be held back. Someone needed to fucking rein him in, right? Uh, at some point, uh, you, you do, like, you know... Obviously, I'm all about creativity, but yeah, there is a point where someone needs to step in and say, maybe we should stop. Maybe we, Hmm. maybe we should just hold off a little. Uh, Maybe you've this is one element too much, too many, right? Like, maybe your review doesn't need to be four thousand eight hundred fucking words long. Maybe it could just be a thousand words. Maybe you could condense it down into you could cut. 3800 words and say all this succinctly instead you know yeah and we don't need an, an
0: interpretive dance of your review posted yeah. alongside it right it goes for 16 hours
1: <laughs> but i've already done the dance so um but like you know kojima's far like far from being the only person who needs an editor kojima and i are far from the only people who need a fucking editor right like Quincy Tarantino, right? You've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? That that movie doesn't need to be eighteen hours long, right? Like it doesn't need to continue on and on and on and on. I don't need that many gratuitous lingering shots of feet, right? It just, I just don't need them, right? Like I could do without. Lot uh, there's there's so many so many times where a good editor could turn something. That is very good into something that is great, and I'm not saying that Konami is necessarily the good editor. I do, but I do think scope <laughs> creep uh, is a oh, yeah. problem that Death Stranding faces on a fucking minute-to-minute basis.
0: Anyway, you want to see the Topher Grace cut of Death Stranding? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's yeah, that's what that's what it is. Um, I uh, let's like to break down Death Stranding. It is 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 pretty fucking difficult because it changes wildly uh, at about the seven hour mark. For the first, I I think seven hours, it is a game without any combat. Uh, that's not to say that there is no danger uh, or uh, there's no threat of combat. It's just you are not equipped. ...to participate in combat... ...for around that long I'd say... Uh, ...and then... ...you acquire the tools... required uh, ...needed to, to participate in combat... ...and that changes... ...and, uh, and then it, it turns into something different... ...because suddenly... ...you're able to fight back... ...and that changes the landscape of, uh, of the game... ...and the way the game actually plays out... ...and then... ...it changes again... You become far too powerful, uh, and uh, like your your options for combat are just fucking out of control. Uh, you don't. It's not. This is not like you going from fucking Harry Potter at grade one to Harry Potter like fucking graduating or whatever. That's not the power creep here. The power creep is literally, bang. Now you got. Fucking... Oh, now, now you've got people you can punch. And then bang, now you've got guns. Right? That's it, right? It's not some sort of fucking gradual increase of in power. It is literally just... There's nothing you can actually do to... There's something you can actually do to... Go ahead, Rainbow, I guess. Right? Like, hmm. it's just fucking wildly out of control. So, the first fucking seven hours of that, of this game are pretty fucking fascinating there's there's a lot going on right it's moment to moment i've never said what the fuck more in any other game and i guarantee you nobody nobody will ever make a game that makes you say what the fuck more it is seriously just bang uh you've got to go meet your mum she's the president she's dying of cancer you got to take her body to an incinerator and you're like hold up fucking what I'm still reeling over my mum is the president and she's got cancer. I'm still trying to process that, right? Like, and I'm going to, what? Take her to a fucking incinerator. <laughs> How does that work? And then you're like, the game's like, oh, it's so fucking easy. Here she is in a body bag. You're like, what the fuck is going on? I'm going, what? You just, that's my mum? And i just going to go fucking burn her? And I'm like, yeah, that's it, right? Like, that's what happens. Your mum <laughs> dies, and she's the president, and you got to take it all fucking This, Why Why are you asking these questions? That's just what we do. That's how <laughs> yeah. life goes. You're and like, also hold this baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot, right. Also, yeah, there's this baby in a jar. <laughs> uh, and you're like, uh, what do I do with the baby in a jar? And it's like, well... It's your jar, it's baby. So, obviously, you look after it. Uh, but by the way... By the way, it's not a real baby. It's a tool. Uh, and don't get attached to it. And also, don't let it cry too much... Because that'll make it useless as a tool. So, balance those four fucking things... Uh, while you carry a dead mom to an incinerator. And you're like... Alright, that's a lot to unpack. That's a, there's, there's a lot to unpack. And they're like... By the way... The area with the incinerator has a lot of BTs in it. And you're like, what are BTs? Uh, forgive me for asking, obviously, as the great and legendary porter that I am, because everyone always refers to you as, like, the legend porter. Like, the the greatest of porters. Even though you evidently knocked your head or something and don't remember shit. Because, ev- like, Norman Reedus' reaction to... Everything that happens is like mine, my own personal reaction. It's like, what? What are you talking about? Right? So he's just got this permanently fucking confused look on his face. But anyway, you're the legendary Porter. Uh, I obviously don't need to explain this to you, Sam Porter Bridges, but BTs stands for beached things, of course. Uh, they're um, monsters. Anyway, they're they're all over the fucking place at the incinerator. Just carry them there. Burn her up, and you're like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean by monsters? And they're like, when it rains, uh, everything ages a lot quicker, uh, and the rain makes everything age a lot quicker, and uh, also monsters live in the rain. And you're like, yeah. okay, you've you've added you've added another wrinkle to to this line. I was almost at a flat fucking surface, but uh now that what the rain's going to make me old. Like just anything it touches, not necessarily you, you've got a fucking hoodie the hoodie'll make the hoodie will keep you safe the hoodie's not going to get old no, don't worry about the hoodie we're not actually ever going to explain why the hoodie allows you to not get old uh, i I personally have looked through every single bit of literature the game gives you, and it gives you so much fucking reading. there is so much fucking reading material in this game. I haven't unlocked it all, even there are these fucking invisible mem- memory cards you're supposed to Basically, find at random, uh, and uh, they give you extra details on a lot of sh- a lot of what happens in this game. Uh, but uh, I didn't find all the memory cards because there's fucking I think thirty six of them. I found four because they're invisible, and you basically just have to be looking at looking at the prompts to. It says press square to pick up memory card. You have to basically be looking there at that time. And most of the time, you're not looking there because you're trying to not fall off a fucking mountain. Anyway, so, over it at all, I never found out why hoodies make you invulnerable to time rain. Nevertheless, moving back to uh, the monster situation, yeah, rain, it's its time rain. It's where monsters live. Just don't run into them and you'll be fine. The baby uh, will actually keep you safe. But, if you go too close to a monster, the baby will get upset. You gotta really... It's a balancing act. But, you're the legendary porter. You'll be fine. Just carry your mum to a fucking furnace. And you're like, okay. Well, let's... like, Yeah, that's fine. Um, what happens if the monster catches me, though? Oh. It's so easy. There's a sea of black. And a much larger monster comes out. And it'll eat you. But if it eats you, I wouldn't stress too much. It'll damage the cargo... But, uh, you can come back to life because you're, you're immortal. And this, this is, this is like the exposition in the first 40 minutes of the game. Like, all of this is just sort of thrown at you. It's just like, right, right, of course. All of this makes sense to me. Um, that's fair enough. Uh, the, the bigger monsters that eat me, what do they look like? Are oh, they whales with squid faces? Tentacles? obviously. You'll be fine. Uh, all of this is explained to you by either Die Hard Man, who I suppose really likes Die Hard, or Dead Man, <laughs> because he really likes hanging out with dead people. And I, Die Hard Man, that, you don't get that explained to you for a long time. Uh, so... But you do get Dead Man. Dead Man is explained to you and Heart Man is explained to you. Heart Man has a heart condition and lives next to a lake that's shaped like a heart. And also, his heart is shaped like a heart. And also, uh, he is looking for his lost loved ones. So he really... Hearts, right? So they call him Heart Man. And Dead Man really likes hanging out with dead people. They don't really delve into that as much as I would like. If I was Sam Porter Bridges, I would have further questions. But at the same time, I would have further questions about literally everything I've been confronted with at that point. So, anyway. Deadman, played by Guillermo del Toro, Academy Award winner and fish-fucking-enthusiast, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, But only briefly. Uh, He's only very briefly played by Guillermo del Toro. Most of the game, he's played by another actor doing a Guillermo del Toro impression uh, I believe Norman Reedus is the only person who is actually there for the entirety of the game and even he isn't doing his own mocap uh, he is not Sam Porter Bridges mocap uh, actor he's just the uh, actor actor, the cutscene actor um, anyway Nicholas Winding Refn uh, the director of Drive He's heart man, right? Except he isn't, he's only there for a moment and then another actor plays him for most of it. Uh, so anyway, dead man, hangs out with dead people. So they call him dead man. Die hard man, loves die hard. That's why they call him die hard. Uh, uh, die hard man. And uh, die hard man exp- tells you all the shit. He's just like, fucking go burn your mum. you're like, right here, I'm on, I'm on it. Like, I've got to do it, Right. I'll take this baby with me and I'll go burn my mum. You go fucking burn your mum and uh, maybe, maybe you trigger one of the monsters. Hopefully you don't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I don't know how. The only way to know, the only way I could tell at this point where the monsters were was based on, you've got this fucking thing that sits on your uh, shoulder, on your right shoulder. And it is such a staggering failure of fucking design that it sits on your shoulder Because the camera is off to your over your right shoulder, Hmm. and so your head doesn't get in the way of this thing, but anything you're carrying on your back gets in the way of this thing. So, the first time you're crawling, fucking crouch walking through this fucking area, right, with your mum's fucking corpse on your back, uh, this thing's fucking fanging out, right, just fucking (laughs) popping off, like it's like fucking monsters, dickhead, there are monsters. And you're like, where? Where the fuck are they? Because you look at it, right? You're, like, going forward. You can hear it, like, spazzing out. It's like, okay, I get it. There's monsters. Where are they? But you can't see it through your mum's fucking dead head in a body bag, right? The fucking body bag is sitting on your back, right... As a, like a fucking backpack and the fucking blinking thing is here and the camera is over here, fu- is on your left and the camera's is on your fucking right shoulder and so you can't fucking see it so you have to turn the camera to see where the fuck the thing is going and it's like beep, 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 over to your right and you're like okay so there's probably a mouse over to your my, my right fair enough okay uh, I'll edge left a bit and then you fucking crawl left a bit and then it's like it slows down a bit and then you crawl, you crouch walk another fucking 12 meters and then it starts fucking popping off again. And you're like, but I can't see it. My mom's dead head is still in the fucking way and big <laughs> fat, stupid fucking head. And, uh, yeah. So you fucking, if you stop and look where fucking it's, it's looking again, you fucking keep doing that the entire fucking time you crouch. but I managed to do it right most important thing is... I managed to dodge these fucking monsters... I got all the way through... And I burned my mom's corpse... Which is... Really... <clears throat> all you can ask for... At the end of the day... Uh... It's... It's the dream... So uh... That was that... And uh... That's how the game goes... For... A while... Uh... You get some ladders... Because you... You don't want to go in the water... The water... The streams... Don't make you age... Faster... Somehow, as soon as it makes contact with the ground, the time rain doesn't age things anymore. <laughs> uh, but you don't want to go through through water too much anyway because you lose your balance really quick. Uh, and balance is about 90% of the challenge in this game. So you've got to balance uh, the moments where you're sort of going okay and the moments where you definitely fucked and uh, that's what's happened that's what's up is uh, trying to make sure you don't go in the water so you don't lose your balance so you you get some ladders and you put ladders over streams and then you just walk over the fucking ladders and uh, for about the first seven hours it's taking ladders to streams putting them down walking over them and then Hmm. walking somewhere else occasionally interspersed by frantic moments of being in pouring rain and listening to the thing beep at you uh, with no idea as to where the fuck it is beeping so that you can't work out exactly where you should or should not go. At some point, I realized that if I stopped and looked around, the monsters themselves are visible. I forgot to say this. I don't know if this is related at all. I have no idea if this is related at all. But before you start the game, it asks you to put in your birthday and then it tells you certain certain horoscope signs uh, are more powerful at detecting BTs. And I believe my, my horoscope sign, Scorpio, is not that powerful. So I don't know if this is somehow related or not because it is absolutely one of the most fucking impenetrable fucking systems I've ever seen in a game. But... Uh, worth noting. Absolutely worth noting. Maybe the only reason I could see these monsters later on is because, I don't know, it was closer to my birthday. Something, something changed. I, I've got no fucking idea. Anyway, at some point, when I'd <laughs> stopped moving, I would suddenly be able to vaguely see shapes of monsters, right? They sort of look, they're like outlines of people hovering <laughs> in the air that are... Uh, Mostly see through and gray. The, there's also the chance that I couldn't see them before because 90% of the game <laughs> is gray. Because <laughs> it wasn't my <laughs> birthday. Yeah, Kojima's this is like, shit. this is what we're going to do. <laughs> Whenever it's your birthday, you can see the monsters. <laughs> Every other time, fuck you. It's my birthday present to the world. I'm Hideo Kojima, fucking Master Um, uh, Yeah. So, uh... I had no idea. I had no fucking idea. But... At some point I became capable of seeing monsters. And... It made the game so much fucking easier. Holy shit. It like... It changed the way... I looked at the game. Like... Most of this game is me... My perspective... Like... You know how I always talk about how I love it when games... Like... The growth of a game is you... Attaining more knowledge. And... Like slowly becoming more equipped to deal with everything. Like, the best thing about DayZ is that feeling like you never, your character never levels up or anything, but you as a player become more equipped. You mm. as a player know, well, I'm not going to go into Electro because, you know, there's always someone murdering people at the school. It's too dangerous. Or I am going to go into Electro because there's high loot there and I might be able to get out alive. I have some idea where the the high murder zones are and I think I can get some loot right that player leveling up as opposed to player character leveling up I fucking love that shit that's not what's happening in Death Stranding that's I'm not leveling up right I'm not growing as a player these are rapid radical shifts in perspective that change everything I understand about the game in a fucking heartbeat that ultimately make it worse on a fucking moment-to-moment basis. The moment I could see the fucking BTs, it was like, it's, it's glass-shattering, right? It's glass-shattering moments where you're like, the glass smashes and you're like, holy shit, what, is that it? These motherfucking BTs, these monsters, they don't move, they just sort of fucking hover in one place. So if you fucking crawl into a fucking BT area and the beeping starts, right? You just fucking hold still for a second and you can see them. And that's where they are. Oh, there, there, there. Okay, fucking... I'll just fucking walk on through, right? Just fucking don't walk into them. As long as you don't walk into them, you are Gucci. They will never fucking get you. And then, there's another fucking glass-shattering moment later on when it asks you to fucking make a safe house. You gotta make a safe house. And to make a safe house, uh, which is, is the only way you can, like, rest and... Uh, and... poop. Uh, pooping is... a a deal in this game. You make grenades out of your poop. Uh, you make grenades out of your pee as well, uh, but the best grenades you make out of your poop. Anyway, uh, and whenever you poop, there's a big fucking... Like, you go into the pooping area, into the toilet, which also doubles as your shower, but I don't want to get into that, uh, and this, like, modesty screen comes up. Right? And it's an advertisement for Norman Reedus. Ride with Norman Reedus. A TV show Norman Reedus is on. On AMC. It is heinous. It is so immersion, Like, at first, you're like, what? That's so crazy. And they're like, hold on. That's not... Fuck- like, you see fucking 16 monster cans sitting on a fucking table, right? And it was a real goof, right? Uh... Because the fucking label is facing the fucking screen. You're like, that's some pre. Oh, yeah, I get it. It's funny, right? Like, integrated marketing, pretty clever. Like, uh, you got to get those dollars, I guess. And then, you know, I guess what I'm going to do is make Norman Reedus chug all of these one after another, which is exactly what I did. I sat there and I fucking made him drink them all until they were all fucking gone. Uh, he does the exact same animation every time. It's this fucking, and he leans back and he kicks his feet and then he dunks it into the fucking bin. It's awful. Uh, but the AMC ride with like that dude, he's in this game, right? Like, oh my god, it's so bad. It's so bad. Every time music starts, it's it comes up like a fucking film clip. It's got like, uh, whatever, fucking Give Up. One of the songs is called Give Up and I'm like, don't fucking tempt me, cunt. Uh, one of the games is called Give Up, uh, songs is called Give Up and it's, it's like, Give Up by Low Raw, uh, copyright 2011, Sony Music Entertainment. You're like, is this fucking MTV? What the fuck is going on here? Every song is by Low Raw, as far as I can tell. It's literally just Low Raw's self-titled album. I fucking looked it up. I'd never heard of them before, but now I've heard all of their songs. Anyway, it's just... I, look, I also looked up why the fuck they would use this music in, in, when fucking Kojima it wants to be a fucking legitimate fucking cine, cine, cinematic fucking auteur. And it turns out that basically Sony Music and Sony C- Computer Entertainment made a fucking deal... Where they're selling their fucking music. Why wouldn't you get Hans Zimmer? Why wouldn't you get fucking John Williams or Max Richter or fucking Clint Mansell? Like some fucking cinema fucking soundtrack designer to make you some fucking epic scores. Because every single, like every fucking time it's a song with fucking words, I'm like, why? Why are there words? Why is anyone fucking talking here? What, does, does fucking Norman Reader's have a fucking Walkman? I assume it'd be a fucking Sony Walkman, right? Just fucking branded and zoom right in on his fucking Sony brand or some shit, right? Like, no, it's not. It should be a fucking score, right? Like, how the fuck did you make this mistake, because you're a fucking sellout. You're selling out as hard as you fucking can. That's what this game is. It's selling out as hard as fucking humanly possible. Over and over and over again. And the idea that this is somehow a fucking cinematic genius. Rankles me to my core. Seeing George Miller fucking... Oh, Kojima's a fucking genius. Oh, that J- Kojima makes me believe games can be art. Cunt, you had a fucking game development studio. What the fuck is wrong with you, George... George Miller, yeah, like, what, a team (laughs) Monday, a fucking Jotie prick, holy shit, you fucking happy feet, motherfucker. what the fuck do you know, so, anyway, glass shattering, right, I'm like, oh, I've got grenades now, I can throw them at the, I've got poo grenades, I can throw them at the fucking BTs, and scare them off, right, I can, I can use that to get through tricky parts. No, back to the safe house. I need fucking chiral crystals to finish making this fucking thing. And me being a huge fucking idiot, I used all my ch- chiral crystals to hoverboard down a mountain. Because there's a <laughs> hoverboard, right? It's not a hoverboard. It's a hover dolly, right? Like, it's it's a, you attach it on a string and you can load a bunch of boxes onto it so you don't have to carry them on your back. Which means you don't have to worry about balance for a moment, right? Uh, But to keep everything on the hover dolly, it uses these chiral crystals as a fuel source. Uh, So the other thing you can do is once it's attached to you, uh, you can stand on it and then just fucking ride it down hills. And I spent half an hour doing that uh, because it was a lot of fun. It doesn't work very well. Like every vehicle in this game, it doesn't work as well as it should. But it is a lot of fun uh, in a game where you're largely just walking from one location to another. So, anyway, so I pissed away all my chiral crystals. I'm like, "Well, I fucking need more now, don't I?" Good one, Joe. You fucking fucked that up. I reckon it probably had me at the right amount of chiral crystals in the game to make this safe house, and then I pissed them all the way. So, I had to, I had to find more. And I'm running around for a bit, finding <laughs> one or two fucking crystals. I need 300 of these cunts. I'm like, "This is gonna take forever." I know what I'm gonna do. And so, anytime you kill a BT, anytime you fucking kill a monster, it explodes fucking hundreds of these things, right? So I just went and fucking, I went down to where it was raining, I went down to where there were fucking monsters, and I walked into one. And I just, I'm like, just fucking, yep, let's go, let's go, right? Like, choppity chop, I'm trying to get some fucking shit done here. Fucking monster grabs me. Giant monster comes out. I throw fucking 15 fucking grenades at the fucking thing. Dead. All the Cairo crystals I need. And I'm like, oh, okay. Glass shadow. That's the game now. The game is now me hunting down these fucking monsters and murdering them for resources that I need at some point. I, they are now <laughs> cattle. While I have throwing turned, poo grenades at them. <laughs> throwing fucking poo grenades at the fucking monsters... I've turned them into cattle. They are now, I farm them, right? Whenever I need fucking crystals, I'm like, well, guess I better go slaughter me a fucking cow. And like, that's what I do. I go fucking kill some cows and I load up on crystals and I fucking get back on my hover dolly so I can r- roll it down a fucking hill. Yeah. And that's that's the glass shadow, right? Now, I'm some sort of fucking god in this world, right? Like now I just fucking, and then... A little bit later, you get a gun instead of just poo grenades. And you're like, well, 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 I think I know what's going to happen here. You go and you find the bad guys. There's dudes, there's humans out in the world, right? Uh, And they will attack you. If they see you have cargo, they can scan you. And if they they recognize that you have cargo, they'll come and try and steal that cargo. And you can actually pretty reliably just fucking mess them up, right? They've got these big spears, these electric spears, and they'll try and fucking electric you, uh, but for some reason, they are worse at it than any Assassin's Creed guard has ever been. So even if there's fucking 15 (laughs) of the cunts, all with electric spears, they'll just stand there, and you just punch, you just like wait for them to swing, and then you step in, and you punch them, and then you knock them out, and then you turn and you do it to the next one and they'll just fucking wait they'll wait for you to finish one by one until you knock them all out right you can get unlimited resources doing this so many fucking if you want to build roads you gotta build roads and shit right you don't have to uh you it doesn't really do any good but you gotta do something right gotta do something (laughs) gotta do something something as well build a road there's only so many fucking poo grenades I can throw. Um, so, uh, if you're trying to build a road, you need a certain amount of metals, you need a certain amount of like ceramics or whatever, just construction materials. And the easiest way to get them is you go to a fucking mules camp, you beat up a bunch of cunts, and then you fucking steal what they had, right? Easy peasy. They've usually even got trucks that you can steal so you can load up more of their shit that you're stealing from them while they lay unconscious. And then you get a fucking gun... Right, You're like, well, it's no longer going to be anywhere near as tedious. So you just get fucking multiple guns. Because you can't, for some reason, you don't get ammunition. It's sort of like a single-use society, a single-use gun. Once you've used all of the fucking ammo in this gun, it's done. If you go back to a safe house, uh, you can reload. It will reload all your weapons. But you're never going to do that because every single time you go to a safe house, there's a cutscene for going into the safe house. There's a cutscene for him waking up in the safe house. There's a cutscene for him leaving the safe house. A cutscene for Mad Mickelson to do something while you're leaving the, cut, uh, the safe house. It happens every single time. And then there's a cutscene to show him finishing uh, exiting the safe house. So at some point, you're just like, I just don't want to. I, I, just, I just don't think I'll poop anymore. I'm just not going to poo for the rest of this fucking game. You can skip the cutscenes. Hmm. You press start, right, X and I am probably if I've learned any particular combo in this game, it is start right X. Right, I'm very good at that now. I'm like proficient. Right, like I could fucking skip through cutscenes with like lightning alacrity. But the problem is, you don't want to skip every. You don't want to skip those Mads Mickelson cutscenes because it's Mads. Right, like you don't want to fucking you don't want to miss any Mads moments. Right, Mm -hmm. and there are other cutscenes that you desperately don't want to to skip either. They hide some cheeky shit in them sometimes. Sometimes, like, uh, when you come back to life, because uh, you're in, invincible, uh, or at least immortal, uh, when you come back to life, and you do the swimming bat down your own mouth, and there's a baby giving you a thumbs up thing, right? They change that up a bit, uh, a couple of times, and it's freaky as fuck. You don't want to miss that shit. But if you were just like, yeah, let's go, Start, right, X, start, right, X, start, right, X, you'd miss it, right? So it's complicated, right? You don't want to watch 400,000 five second long cutscenes of Norman Reedus doing literally the same thing over and over again, but then they go and throw a fucking curveball at you by changing a hundred of them and you never know which ones they're going to change. So fucking 94% of them are exactly the same every single time and... Mm. It's up to you to find out which ones are fucking different. So, yeah, it's just a fucking hassle. You're not going to fucking willingly put yourself through fucking cutscenes that you don't need to do. So, you skip the safe house, and you just fucking... I just lit it. I just, like... It's, it's the post-apocalypse. I don't give a fuck, right? If if my if I my gun's out of ammo, I'll just fucking drop it on the ground. So, I always go out with multiple versions of the same gun, right? And when they run out of ammo, I just fucking drop them. Like fucking John Wick or some shit. I'm just like fucking... Well, new one. And uh, it is pretty cool the way it gets it. They're still carried in like briefcase style. So we'll like fucking flick the briefcase off. No consideration for what happens to the briefcase waste, by the way. Uh, So I don't don't feel too bad about littering. Anyway, you get the gun and you're like, it's on now. Because now I don't have to wait for each of the 15 dudes to come at me. i just fucking punt them, right? Like, done done if you use a lethal weapon they die you have to go dump them in a fucking incinerator it's not worth the hassle uh so instead you could probably load a bunch up on a truck take to in the incinerator why, why do you have a to macabre. dump them hey
0: why do you have to do that why do you have to dump them
1: oh because if if anyone dies they turn into a bt after like a certain period of time so you gotta uh they turn into a monster so you gotta oh. dump them so that they that's why you are that's why you're dumping your mum in the incinerator in the first place. Um, so she wouldn't turn into a... Yeah, anyway. Uh, so you can't can't shoot them with lethal ammo. You just use non-lethal. Uh, I don't know why lethal ammo exists at all, but it does. And uh, you just use, yeah, non-lethal. You just knock them all out. I was... Uh, I had this bowler gun, you know, bowler, like two balls on the end of a rope and you shoot it out and it, like ties around. It's, it's mm-hmm. like a Star Wars classic. Uh, I was doing that shit. I was just fucking bowling. I'd wait till I get in a river, and then I'd get them right. Because if you bowler them right, they don't—they're not knocked out right away. They like sort of struggle free after a certain amount of time. So you got to go up and like kick them in the fucking head, right? That's the game. That is literally a part of the game. Is oh, they well, yeah, they're they're still struggling. So go kick them in the fucking face, <laughs> so they stop struggling. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm the good guy. Don't worry about this. Uh, so you're fucking yeah, literally. You bowler up 15 motherfuckers and then you just run around in a circle kicking them in the face and then you're free to fucking take whatever you want. But if you wait until they're in a river and then you bowler them, they get knocked out straight away. Technically, I imagine that they drown, but uh, this game doesn't seem to think they'd die. So no no worries. Easy peasy. I'd just wait. I'd stand on one side of a river and then I'd just wait for them to come across and then I'd get them every time they went into the river. Uh yeah, too easy. Um so yeah, suddenly humans, you're farming humans for resources. Farming everything for resources. And why are you farming these resources, Luke? I'll mm. tell you why. To build for no roads. No reason at all. <laughs> to build roads that don't really fucking help. Roads are good, right? Roads are good in the sense that the vehicles in this game are the fucking worst things I've ever seen in my life. I do not understand the fucking world-building element that leads to two vehicles that have no place in a world that has no infrastructure, right? One of them is a is the fucking bike from fucking Akira, right? Just this, you know, super low, sleek future bike. It runs on electricity. Technically a trike because it's got two front re- wheels, even mm-hmm. though that- like the fucking Dodge Tomahawk, right? And the other one is a fucking Nissan Cube on stilts. Neither of these cars, neither of these vehicles is constructed to go off-road at any point and there are no fucking roads unless you build them, right? Who fucking put this, this shit together? Who was like, that's it. That's the car we're going to build, right? Uh, a fucking box on some wheels and the wheels are up high because you're going to have, like, what does a car need in... a in, uh, Post-apocalypse, a high uh, clearance. That's that's the only thing it needs. It doesn't need big wheels or the ability to climb or a lot of torque or anything like that. Just needs big wheels. Uh, nailed it. We're good. We're good. Let's let's just fucking yep, yeah, Those two bikes, they look cool. Let's end it. But they're electric, right? Future. They're future, because they're electric. You make a road, because the only thing that these fucking things can drive on is. Flat ground, which exists in patches of about 30 meters uh, and is then interspersed by literally thousands of rocks. Or roads. Roads, Gucci. So that's why you build a road, to save yourself a little bit of hassle. But building a road takes 45 minutes once you've like gotten all the fucking resources. So you're mostly just it's mostly a sanity play you're not saving yourself any time you're just sort of stopping yourself from going literally insane the other reason you build a road is because you get likes uh everything in this game runs on likes uh it is an endless endless series of likes and when i say likes i mean facebook thumbs up it mm. is literally the facebook thumbs up icon right it is a Facebook like. You get a Facebook like for doing stuff. People literally like. You have conversations with people. You have conversations with fucking Hartman, Nicholas Winding Refn, and he will give you a thumbs up for getting something right. He'll be like, "You'll be like, dinosaurs died sixty-five million years ago," and he'll be like, "Thumbs up, good work. That's true." And you get, and then like a little <laughs> fucking thing goes twenty likes, and then you'll you'll be like. Uh, the Worldly Mammoth died out 100 million years ago. And he like, that's wrong. And then he'll take 20 likes away from you. And you're like, hold up. What the fuck? First of all, I didn't realize you could take likes away, right? Like, that doesn't make any sense. What? what I can't use likes or anything. I just accumulate them. And now I find <laughs> out that can, that can be taken away. Is Why wouldn't you just fucking rob people of their likes? Oh, because they're worthless. Right. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. They're, they're, they're useless. You do everything for likes and they're useless. But you build a road. I built the first road that I could just because I wanted to see what building a road was like and also because I wanted to do something to stop the pounding boredom that was constantly setting in every time I sat down with this game for more than 15 minutes. But sit down, make a road uh, and then when I completed my next fetch quest the entire game is fetch quests. I did have uh, a bit of an epiphany and uh, that it's it's more like crazy taxi than uh necessarily a fetch quest but uh that's a that's a it's, it's a bit out there. I may have gone a little bit uh too far down the the hole on that one. I don't know. Anyway, um yeah. Uh it's just fetch quest. You just fetch one thing, take it somewhere else, and you get there. They tell you to say something else, somewhere else and that's it. That's the whole game, right? But I build a road to break up the monotony and uh by the time I made it to the next area with the package that I was supposed to deliver, uh I got i don't know I don't know if this was a bug or what, but uh I got forty eight levels of one thing, uh one element of the game. There's this like bridge connection element, so you get rated in five areas. you get like rated in uh delivery time delivery quality like uh how damaged it is yeah miscellaneous which is always great and one other thing uh i'm gonna look it up i'm gonna look it up real quick
0: so, so you're I'm basically there. an amazon delivery person
1: yeah yeah you're, yeah that's that's the entire game uh on oh, how much you delivered right you get more points for delivering more because yeah it is some sort of dystopic nightmare where you're attempting to not take any breaks in this Amazon warehouse that is this life. Uh, but yeah, the, the the other one is bridge connection, which is your connection with the other world. And you get that by getting likes. The more likes you get, the higher your bridge connection is. And I built the first road, and then after I can f- completed my next mission, I got 40 levels in it. Uh, to give you some perspective, if I look at it, right, it's capped out. It capped out the next time. I finished the game with a... Level 10 delivery time, because I have no idea how to increase that. Uh, level 27 in delivery volume, even though I was literally constantly uh, delivering the maximum amount I could to save on having to fucking do multiple trips. Uh, 53 in miscellaneous, which sort of makes sense. Uh, and 43 in cargo condition, uh, which I am fucking appalled by, because I was pretty fucking good at only delivering shit in a pristine fashion. And 74 in bridge connection and it got to 74 after two missions of making this fucking road. It just went and then the rest of the fucking way. And now... That's a good roads I have, though. I love um, your roads. Top notch road. <laughs> I have built the fucking greatest road. It's like when Kramer makes his own road in the middle of, of the highway. Fucking... Never made another level since. I did not make a single other level in Bridge Connection since then. I don't know if the road got destroyed. I don't know if that's just the cap. It seems like like I'm I'm like still making lots of likes in that particular section, but it's just not worth that much anymore. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Whatever it is, right? Hmm. It's 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 a fucking weird system, and I'm making likes basically for no reason because. The levels, right? Uh, Delivery... Having delivery volume of 43 or whatever... uh, 27, right? Delivery volume of 27... Has translated into me being able to carry... 10 more kilograms... Of... uh, Of junk. Uh, Okay. Cool. Or... So I can now... Instead of carrying 120 kilograms of shit... I can now carry 130 kilograms... Which is obviously... Uh, going to revolutionize my life. Uh, no, I can just put on a fucking... You get an exoskeleton,
0: hmm. and you
1: can carry 300 kilograms. That's it. It doesn't matter anymore. Or you you get on a bike, and you can carry however fucking much you want. You just fucking load yourself up, right? At, at one point, right, I needed to get a bunch of materials from one place to another, and I had... I could either do two trips, right, or... I could get on a bike and just do it that way, and what I obviously what I did was get on a bike, but once you're over your over your max weight limit right once you pass hundred and thirty kilograms right uh you you're not able to move much anymore, so you're sort of just like oh, oh and it takes forever right, but you can as far as I could tell, you can just sort of fucking saddle him up with infinite amount of shit as long as you've got fucking like happy to fucking wait for him to st- stagger, his step his way through everything. Anyway, uh, and, and you got to worry about your balance. Of course, you always got to worry about your balance. But, if you just fucking carry that shit, like, one at a time, over next to the bike, or park the bike next to where you're going to be, and then fucking load everything up on your bike, and then hop on the bike, uh, the picture I sent you, is me with uh, just over the maximum amount, and he just sort of fucking leans over the bike. Suddenly, balance doesn't matter, weight limits don't matter, nothing fucking matters because he's on a fucking bike. He's like, he's fucking doing fucking wheelies and shit, like doing whatever the fuck he wants. Bikes solve all your fucking problems. He's fucking, that's it, too easy. Or yeah, you can chuck in a truck. Uh, yeah, it's just this fucking. What the fuck are you doing, right? Like. Why am I doing anything for likes in the first place? There's no currency system. Multiple dudes who you deliver shit to, like, laugh at you because you do this for no reason. They, they're they like, oh, and I don't even have to pay, pay you anything. You're like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> what? Like, you're really going to throw that in my face? You fucking mm. coward bitch hiding in a fucking hole while I'm running around fucking farming up fucking monsters? Like, how fucking dare you? Get the fuck out of here. Why don't you fucking why don't you 3D print your fucking medicine for your daughter then next time, motherfucker? See what happens, right? You wanna fucking die? No? Then shut the fuck up and never make fun of me again. Seriously, by the end of this game, I cannot go into details about the end of this game. There are, again, pretty hefty fucking restrictions on what I'm allowed to talk about uh, regarding spoilers. Uh, I will not go into details, but I will tell you this. I had resolved if I was given the choice, I was going to make sure that all of humanity died. I was one hundred percent convinced all of humanity was going to die by the end of the day, the game. If it was my choice, if I, it was up to me, they were going to die. I was going to make sure of it. I was one. I didn't want them to live. I'd had enough of all of them. Every single fucking cunt on this fucking <laughs> planet. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care if Sam Bridges dies. I was slightly worried that that my BB would die. But otherwise, I'm like, fuck it. Every other motherfucking can just fucking... they're, They're dead to me. They're already dead to me. There's a fucking mission. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There is a mission, right, where you carry... Oh, this one's bad. This one is so bad. There is a mission where you carry a fucking hourglass to this chick... This dude wants you to carry this hourglass to this chick, right? So that he can show her that he loves her. Right? You get there. The dude's white. The chick is white. They exclusively speak flawless English. Everyone exclusively speaks flawless English. The chick is Japanese and speaks ex- extremely broken English extremely broken English I don't know how she's surrounded by people like that's not how l- language works anyway you deliver this fucking hourglass you can't drop it if it ever gets dropped mission failed like it's a hard fail right uh it's not like there's a there's a pizza mission where you're not allowed to tip it that one's that one's pretty bad <laughs> Yeah, you got to deliver a fucking pizza. <laughs> but anyway, you can't drop the, t- the hourglass. By the way, the one dude's house and the other and the chick's house, right? Uh, between them, two monster zones. Two monster zones and because you can't fucking drop this package, I can't do my usual thing of just running into a monster and killing the fucking thing, because I might drop the fucking thing and hard fail, so, I gotta sneak through, so it takes fucking 45 minutes to get from one motherfucker's house to the other, you get there the chick's like, oh my god I can't believe he would do this isn't he the sweetest, he's so sweet, you know what, take me to him I wanna marry him, and so she hops in a fucking body bag (laughs) And you have to carry her back through the same area. And again, I can't just kill the fucking monster because she will get eaten and I will hard fail. So I have to sneak back 45 minutes back the other way. And then she gets there and happy reunion. And she's like, I don't need this anymore. I've got you. And she fucking smashes the hourglass that I fucking painstakingly carried a kilometer and a half through monster infested fucking mountains. But the real kicker, and mild spoiler alert, but the real kicker is, well, they get married, but an hour later you get an email from the guy and he's like, I can't stand this bitch. I fucking hate her. I cannot believe she's living with me. And then you get an email from the chick. And she's like, I walk back to my mum's. I don't love him anymore. And you're like, oh, you fucking bitch. I will fucking kill every single person on this fucking planet. I hope they all fucking die. Because I had had enough. I was done, right? Like, holy shit. I cannot believe. Oh this is it, this is the ultimate Kojima troll. He fucking booms me, yeah, he fucking boomed me. Um, I, uh, I, I, that was it, yeah, anyway, every single person on that planet can die. Uh, I, I hate them all, I will not go into details of how it ends, but, uh, yeah, I hope, I, 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 I wanted them all to die. By the time I was about 60% of the way through the game, I had actually resolved to make sure everyone died at the end. Um, Because, yeah, they just... They throw it in your face. You're working for likes. You're working for nothing. Everything you do is meaningless. You're just sort of fucking... You're just some sort of fucking... Chump bitch carrying Mm. shit from one place to another... For no reason at all... To find out more story... To, to get answers to questions you wouldn't have asked in the first place because you wouldn't fucking care about anything or anyone in this entire fucking world or anything they do. They've all got terrible names. They're all fucking doing dumb shit for no reason. And... Yeah. Like... Why? Why does it exist? Why does this game exist? It doesn't. It shouldn't exist. It shouldn't exist in the state that it is. It's no. Sh- there's no... There's no... Nobody... Fetch Quest game design is literally the fucking bottom of the barrel, and it is functionally most of this game. Functionally, most of what Death Stranding is, is fetching something from one place and painstakingly carrying it to another. Uh, and feeling clever about yourself when you find ways to exploit the dumb fucking de- design decisions so that you can make your... Terrible burden, slightly less onerous. That is the fucking game of death training. It is non-stop, fucking garbage, except for the BB. The BB is the baby, right? Bridge baby. Uh, He he sits in the jar and he tells you when monsters are nearby, but he also cries when it rain and when there's lightning, which is extremely adorable. Uh, and you you got to pick him up and like rock him. You got to like rock the the, the controller. controller. Yeah, yeah. And also, the crying comes out of the speaker in the controller. Oh, that's annoying. No, it's it's fantastic because uh, he doesn't cry that much uh, as long as you not you know useless. Uh, but most of the time, instead, what he does is whenever you do something fun, like uh, there's these zip lines, uh, and I I made. Uh, Basically a railway of ziplines. Uh, I didn't get any likes for them. I don't know why. Clearly I don't understand the like system. But uh, there is one section. There's a very large section of my game of Death Stranding that is blanketed in zip lines. So you can zip from one place to another to another to another. And you can ba- basically get everywhere without ever putting your feet on the ground. And BB fucking loves them. Or if you jump over a fucking stream, he fucking loves it. And he'll giggle. <laughs> and it sounds like the giggling is coming from your chest area. That's the best. So there's that. Also Mads Mikkelsen loves the BB. And Mads Mikkelsen is far and away the strongest part of this game. He His acting is fucking top-notch. A lot of the acting is pretty good. Norman Reedus strays wildly between uh, I guess just general confusing confused, like confused expressions, hmm. which I don't think convey that much emotion generally and actual good acting he's he's pretty good half the time uh, the president she's good like in the part before you burn her um like yeah a lot of the acting is pretty good but it's delivering utter nonsense uh mads mickelson's portion is somewhat grounded in decent logic and uh is actually really satisfying to to watch and experience so uh yeah i uh, i enjoyed that part uh and bb is inextricably linked to mads mickelson so uh, i enjoyed those parts uh the parts were there together my my opinion and i do pitch this in my review but in my opinion uh death Stranding should have been a seven hour long game mm-hmm. devoid of any combat that was literally just some way to link together the portions of the story that were Mads Mikkelsen related and just yeet the rest of it into the fucking ocean because it's fucked. Uh, it is so fucked for so long and yeah, it is, it is long. I did spend a lot of time dicking about doing stuff to try to alleviate some boredom. I do think you could get quite a lot of enjoyment out of it. Uh, from that perspective but the amount of work you would have to put in to get to those points to get to the point where you are able to derive enjoyment out of it uh, is is not it's not under any circumstances worth it Uh, Hmm. it's not worth it for the story it's not worth it for the gameplay it's not worth it for really anything outside of like the Decima engine which is the same engine they use for Horizon Zero Dawn gorgeous utterly gorgeous and Kojima Productions does amazing things from a landscaping perspective with it it is they make it into some like it it feels like what's that fucking what's that planet uh that Mads Mikkelsen is is farming on oh I in mean,
0: Rogue fucking, yeah,
1: Rogue One Rogue One yeah it 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 like I feel like if it was Hideo Kojima's Mads Mikkelsen Rogue One exploration simulator I'd be fucking in, right? That'd be fucking awesome. It looks like that planet. uh, It looks fucking... There's like a serenity to it and there's like something very uh, calming about wandering over it. Uh, And then the combat kicks in and it changes the entire dynamic of how you experience the game. And then... There's also fucking endless fucking pointless cutscenes. Endless yapping. Oh my god, they explain everything over and over and over again. Uh, endless tooltips telling you about shit. Just endless everything that I fucking loathe. So, yeah. Don't get... Don't play Death Stranding. Under right. any circumstances. I don't even think it's... I don't even think it's, it's good from a... It's basically only good from a professional cu- curiosity standpoint, uh, because at some point I think every games critic needs to have a robust idea of what, what a bad, bad game looks like. Yeah. yeah, but the general consumer will get nothing from it. Hmm. It is awful. All right. uh, yeah, and I never found Conan either. Did you and find the Jeff? Sim. Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, and I didn't find fucking. No, I can't say that. I think it's a spoiler. All right. I don't know uh, if it's been
0: revealed. No. Um, so there's no like social side to it. because I, I thought it was going to be like carrying, delivering all this stuff, and there was some like network like multiplayer aspect to it. Because I saw that like system, and I thought it was actually like you'd build things for other people, but that's not the case. It's like no multiplayer.
1: No, I believe that's what you're building things for. I believe the reason I got a bunch of likes for the cool road that I made it hmm. was players using the, that road.
0: Oh, so it's persistent. Uh, it is multiplayer.
1: Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Th- That's actually a huge fucking issue because at some point, every single major hub is literally fucking blanketed in these pointless signs that that offer like for like. Yeah so if you run into them you give them a like and they'll give you a like and they're like at some point like far off into the game once everyone has worked out that's a passive way to acquire likes and they haven't yet realised that likes are utterly meaningless like they dump them everywhere and it's a absolute eyesore like you just find, there's this just fucking holographic signs everywhere it'd be like I don't know imagine it in ...Dark Souls with chalk or something... ...where they're just fucking... ...non-stop fucking chalk and shit...
0: ...yeah... ...where there was no... ...like limitation to
1: it... ...right like... ...fuck that shit... ...yeah no... ...it's actually... ...not that good... ...because likes are meaningless... ...the concept of... ...other players... ...doing things for you... ...is similarly... ...meaningless... Mm -hmm. ...uh... ...because... ...it's nice when they've built a bridge for you... ...uh... ...but... It doesn't change that much in the overall landscape of things. Uh, bridges are, yeah, obviously better than driving through water, but there's only a couple of bridges that I could think of that I would actually have built myself, right? Otherwise, I'd just drive through the fucking water. Sure, yeah. Um, I I would generally, like, by the end of the game, I was running around with the maximum amount of uh, building items on me so I could build my fucking network of zip lines
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: so I imagine I would have just arrived there a little bit earlier if I needed to build a bridge or a power generator at, the, at a opportune moment right like being online added nothing to the experience detracted quite a bit and or added very little to the experience I won't say nothing but added very little to the experience uh, detracted quite a bit because of the eyesore Mm -hmm. element of the holographic signs everywhere and yeah uh ties into a meaningless progression system so fuck it yeah right
0: Hmm. yeah sounds like it's gonna be an interesting uh day when when this drops tomorrow uh
1: reviews hit 6pm tomorrow so obviously this podcast can't go out until then unfortunately uh yeah I th- I think it's... personally personally I'm expecting the NBA dunk contest I reckon it's going to be a fucking bananas I am I said this to sorry among the people that I talked to uh, Grizz from official uh, formerly of official PlayStation magazine and Mark Serrell's, uh formerly of Kotaku now uh, CNET they're both reviewing it uh, based on what I'm getting from them unless Mark's Mark's done this to me before Mark and I had a ripping ripping good Facebook uh chat like thousands of words shared about how much we hated the Breath of the Wild and then at some point Mark said I actually kind of like it now and we stopped talking and we started the conversation again for for Mark to ask me whether or not he was crazy about hating Death Stranding. And I'm like, uh, no, but you're not going to Breath of the Wild me again, are you? And he's like, "Ha I guess we'll see. So unless Mark's had another fucking change of heart, characteristic change of heart, I guess we will like, wait and see. But I think what's going to happen is the NBA dunk contest as everyone climbs over themselves to find the best way to fully illustrate how bad the execution of this game is Hmm. uh i think it's gonna be fucking awesome but yeah what i was saying to grizz and serials was that i'm like the thing i'm most excited about for death stranding is reading these reviews because i think it's gonna be glorious yeah i can't fucking wait
0: i've heard about a couple of them um i feel like it's still gonna land in between the sixes or sevens the game just because of the nature of the review system these days. Like, I, th-
1: I still... I do, yeah. Yeah, actually, I, I think I think you might be right. I think it's... I think six... I think it's going to stretch to six. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think you're right there. Um, which is disappointing. But I think, for me, it's like... It's, it's the words that I'm interested in. I can't wait. I can't wait to see how people il- illustrate it. The, the scores... Will probably be disappointingly high, but uh, yeah, I think the words will be entertaining as fuck to read, and it will feel worth the sixty hours I put into this game to uh to get out the other side and share in that experience. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I still think hey, it's going to be very polarizing. Like we're going to see some uh, oh, some people stuff. People are going to love it.
1: Yeah, people are going to love it, and <laughs> and I am. I am ready to rip them up. Um, in a respectful way, obviously. Uh, not the way that I get ripped up. Someone fucking... I got fucking messaged about Doom again the other day. Like, what the fuck? Why is that still happening? I think they were like... They might have like Googled why Doom Eternal wasn't out yet. And they're like, oh, that fucking prick. Um, anyway... Um, yeah. Well, they've woken like,
0: up from like a coma. <laughs> <Just> from, like... <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Anyway, in a respectful way, but I, I actually, I really look forward to seeing some positive reviews as well because I do think that'll be fucking intriguing. I would love to see how they arrive uh, at the conclusions that they would have to arrive at uh, to think that it was a good game. I do not understand how. So I do think from like from my point of view, it'll be very perspective broadening. Uh, And I'm always keen to fucking broaden my perspective. Uh, I think, yeah, it'll be enlightening to see how you could possibly arrive at a, I think, 50 hour? 50 hour fetch quest uh, game could possibly be considered good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do think that we may have a curve there might be a curve on what good entails sure. uh, I think it'll be there'll be definitely some people who will people are going to consider my review harsh uh, I think after nearly 5,000 words I've successfully justified my fucking opinion uh, but yeah they're going to think it's harsh uh, so go in a bit we'll see <laughs>
0: I've read this survivor review so
1: oh yeah okay
0: We'll we'll see. Uh, Yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) Well, yeah. I'm not saying they're going to think it's the harshest, uh, but people are going to say it's harsh. I guarantee you. Yeah. Uh, I think I I remain respectful in my criticism as well. So. Okay. Uh, Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's uh, the
0: games. I think we'll probably talk about that a bit more, maybe next week if if I get a chance to play it.
1: Fucking lunatic. You're a lunatic. You're a lunatic. All right,
0: should we do some news?
1: Let's do the news.
0: We got um, a bunch of EA news here. Um, yep. First one is a pretty big one. EA games are coming back to Steam, including the EA, um, like their Game Pass subscription that they're doing as well. You'll be able to use that. Um, it's pretty big considering that we've seen a lot of publishers sort of move away from Steam altogether and, and launch their own platforms. Uh, yep. this doesn't mean that Origin is going away anyway you're still going to have to use Origin to um, to, I guess run a bunch of these games yeah but you'll be able to buy stuff on Steam a new storefront uh, and they, they're kicking things off with the new Star Wars game which comes out in about two weeks yes Jedi Fallen uh, Order uh,
1: it's uh I think I, I think they must have gotten a better deal out of Steam I do know that Steam has been working on Improving their uh, percentages, yeah, uh, but and and that those percentages generally skewer uh, well in favour of j- giant mega corporations like EA. So uh, maybe they just feel that the benefits, the cost, like the benefit of advertising a game via the Steam marketplace, outweighs the reduced amounts that they would would get because of Steam's cut yeah uh, which is I think you know fine um, I was hoping that they were going to move wholesale back to Steam to be honest Origin pisses me off I don't understand the Updater and Origin is still oh, aggravating as fuck I don't know what it's, it does half the time I, I think it's, it's such a like it's such a low bandwidth program ...that it is generally ignorable... ...and when it does update shit for me in the background... ...I love Origin... ...I think it does its job well... Mm-hmm. ...but for fucking... ...Battlefield 5... ...Pacific Theatre hits fucking... ...DeSavo... ...and uh... ...or tonight rather... ...and um... ...I was tearing my hair out trying to get the fucking update to install... ...because I are not having to delete fucking 60 gigabytes... ...make 60 gigabytes of space... Because it said that it needed 35. And then when it went to... It only downloaded 17, 17 gigabytes of shit. Like, what mm. the fuck happened? What happened to 60 gigabytes, damn it? Because like, it does this, like,
0: thing where it checks the file. And then that takes yeah. so long. It takes, like,
1: 45 minutes.
0: But and it then only it downloads seems to do something.
1: That. <laughs> it only seems to do that whenever it fucks up the download. Oh, no, mine but did it's it. the Oh, well, it only does it when it fucks up a download for me, but it's what fucked up the download for me. So, like, I did anything wrong, God damn it! Yeah. So, why are you punishing me with this fucking extended bullshit? Anyway. Yeah, it's it's very aggravating. Like, yeah, like I said, when it works, it's probably one of the fucking lighter bandwidth fucking programs out there. Yeah. Uh, they've done a really good job of, of reducing its uh, footprint. Memory footprint. But, uh, yeah, when it doesn't, holy shit, it's fucking... I want to headbutt a wall. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: The pricing seems to be uh, okay. I was looking at it and it's sort of... Uh, well, my pricing's actually still in line with Australia for some reason. I, I haven't changed my country. Um, and I'm thinking of not doing it just to test out like when my game unlocks. That's if I don't get a review, uh, review copy. Because um, yeah. then it'd be like, well, is it worth going back to... Um, Usually. should i change it should i change my country to the us or should i just leave it on australia yeah. if i'm going to get it a day yeah. early um or yeah, can i sure. just use my vpn that i've got because i don't think vpns work to unlock anymore do they i can't remember i've never tried it so um anyway i'll, I'll i guess we'll find out more about uh what's going on in the upcoming future Um, they also announced that Apex Legends has hit 70 million players which is a a massive jump from the um, the last announcement so that's uh, that's since March I think the game's been out so that's a lot of people playing Apex Legends Um, they also talked about how they're cancelling NBA Live 20 I didn't even know this was coming out so that's a I didn't
1: I didn't realise it either (laughs) Uh, that's that's, that's the thing so I'm pretty pretty gutted. Yeah. Uh, I'm missing out on, on that NBA Live 20. It's really give me some perspective on just how bad WWE 2K20 is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, it could have been that they were like bringing it out. They were like, no, nah, let's not. Well, yeah, let's not. No, look
1: at it. This game is worse than WWE 2K20. Maybe we should cancel it. Yeah. That's what I think happened. Yeah.
0: Um, and the other big piece of news they talked about is that uh, they're working on a new Battlefield game. But yeah. it won't be coming out until uh the twenty twenty one physical year. So that's a ways Fiscal off. Though. Fiscal. Fiscal.
1: Um yeah. yeah, that's fucking yonks away. But that's that's good news for Battlefield Five, right? Like I think it means they're supporting it, right? A lot. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean the Pacific Theater kicks in today, uh, which is awesome. Uh yeah, I don't know. I think we'll be good. We'll be all good. Yep. Yep.
0: All right, our next one here is Telstra. Um, a big telco provider in Australia has uh, partnered up with Xbox and they'll be releasing a program called the Xbox All Access Australia, which is a uh, a subscription plan for consoles.
1: Yes. Uh, so it's a post-paid subscription plan for xbox only uh you get an xbox one s or an xbox one x Mm -hmm. you get xbox live Gold plus an xbox live ultimate pass yeah uh for what is it 27 a month or 37 a month uh respectively the xbox one s is 27 a month the xbox one x 37 a month or 34 a month um it's only available as an add-on to another package. So you have to have another postpaid plan. Like a, a phone or something like that? Uh, yeah. Uh, and... Yeah. Uh, from a fiscal perspective, it doesn't add up. Uh, you can absolutely get cheaper uh, in, a, in, in an upfront payment. Uh, also if you it's a 24 month subscription uh, mm-hmm. or plan two years yeah. uh, two years uh, if you want to quit you have to pay out the entire fucking thing um, and there is a new Xbox coming out in a year and there are no current plans uh, for an upgrade path that doesn't involve buying out your current plan right so yeah, I, I there I, was an up, There is a possibility of upgrading that I saw. I was at the briefing. I heard them. I like we asked the question directly in the Q and A, and they right. said they didn't have any plans at this point. Um, so Where did I maybe read someone that? extrapolated something. I don't know, or maybe someone got more details. But yeah, uh, yeah, from what I heard at the press conference. There's no path, um, which, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, it's not, I mean, if, if you wanted to dabble in games, I guess, maybe, but otherwise it's just, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, it's yeah. too expensive. Um, yeah, so it, 1S.
0: if you're doing the thing that you said, which is going out and looking for deals, it definitely is more like, it's, it's, it's more expensive. But if you put them up next to each other... Because uh, Survivor did a breakdown of the costs yeah. associated. Um, and you buy if you buy all this stuff individually, you end up saving yourself. Um, with the 1S, you end up saving about 120 Australian across right. uh, across the entire purchase. Um, right. If you do it on the Xbox One X, it's about just over $100 saving. Um, that's using, yeah. like, RRP... Um, for for specific bundles that he had at that time of posting. But there's obviously... I saw some new bundles come
1: out. Oh, now we use RRP. I see how it is, like Oh, when it's JB Hi-Fi. He wants to be like, (laughs) this game costs 60 fucking dollars. But no, now he's like, what's the RRP? Well, isn't that fucking rich? Yeah, because
0: he's linked to the Xbox site. I'm just going off of what he's linked to. Um, Um...
1: yeah, yeah, so I mean, you there's, say, there's definitely you savings. Can easily save one hundred and twenty dollars without, like, oh my lord! You you think the fucking Xbox One S isn't going to get significantly cheaper six months out from the fucking Project Scorpio launch? Yeah, like there's no fucking way. Like,
0: uh, yeah, I like I get what you're saying, but at the same time, this is supposed to be for people that can't afford that giant six seven hundred dollar payment out flat and so they're breaking it down to you know 25 30 dollar payments across a span of time
1: don't doesn't jb hi-fi have easy pay or whatever the fuck
0: i don't know doesn't
1: every fucking online retailer have some sort of fucking payment plan system at this point maybe yeah
0: but your general consumer is also not going to know that they can get the ultimate gamer pass for a dollar if they go and buy two years worth of Xbox Live Gold, and then buy the pass on the $1 thing that they got going on at the moment. Like, that's... Like, it took me a fucking... To do that, I had to go and read an article on CNET that explained to me what I needed to do to, to get to that point, right? Sure. And this isn't for the... This isn't for us. This isn't for the people that are a bit more savvy. This is just for your person that's just like, oh, I just want some sort of easy plan that I can I can do. Um, I think it's a good stepping stone. Like, it's probably stuff We're just that needs happy to change.
1: because last week, on last week's podcast, you literally predicted this would happen. <laughs> That's the only reason you like it. <laughs> just fucking admit it. Yeah. You literally predicted that this is what someone would do, and then they announced it half a week later. Uh, not even half a week, they revealed it under embargo fucking two days later. That's the only reason that you're fucking stoked about this shit. Don't try and fucking make excuses about how it's a good idea. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying on no, I'm point. just, I'm just salty because it's Telstra. Yeah. It's Telstra and they invited me to go to <laughs> the... Literally the room where they told me they were shutting down Game Arena uh, to have a fucking briefing about how they were finally getting into gaming. Uh, five years and five days after they turned off and deleted all of my work on Game Arena. So I'm just salty. I'm salty. The GA in this fucking podcast title used to stand for something and Telstra deleted it forever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm a salt monster. That's basically it. Yeah. But I'm okay with it.
0: All right, next up is Ghost Recon Breakpoint. The developers have outlined plans for the next few months. Um, basically, they've acknowledged there's been a bunch of issues. We saw the, the earnings call recently and um, where they talked about how it's uh, the reception wasn't as well as they'd hoped, and that they acknowledged that yeah there was definitely problems, and they're trying to tr- sort them out. And this is a um, sort of like a breakdown over the next couple of months of what they want to try and work on for this game. Um, typical of fashion, where they're they're like they're committed to trying to make these games better that they put out. Um, we've seen it in the past with a lot of their titles, so. I think it's a good step. Um, they're talking about fixing some of the technical aspects of the game, which um, I don't know, man. I, I didn't see too many like weird bugs or anything like that when I was playing. So
2: no.
0: yeah, I guess yeah, we'll see what happens there. But they're committed to fixing a bunch of that. Um, they talk about adding uh, post-launch content with raids and um, the new Terminator event, which is which is going live soon. Which yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Um, they've addressed things with the in-game currency and they're, they're looking to to try and um, sort of sort that aspect out um, they gave an update on how they're working with the AI teammates which is a feature which was requested when the game was first announced back at E3 uh, obviously Wildlands had AI partners and this one they didn't uh, they, they wanted to focus more on I guess the co-op like bringing your friends in and, and playing with them Um, so that they're still working on that part and then they address some of the um the things with like the realism aspect of the game and how people are really being drawn to that side of it but they feel like that it's not um affecting their, their game as much as they'd hoped and so they're trying to figure out a way as to how to like make that stand out more for people that want that experience so for for me, for example, when I play that game, I turned off all the, the, um, the markers on the screen that sort of told you like you need to go to this direction, and and uh, I really like that aspect of the game. So they're trying to to lean more into that side of it for people that want it, that like yeah. make it more immersive, um, and then also try and ramp that up a bit because they had the you know the injury system that was in there, but that really didn't. Do a whole lot, <laughs> um, and I think they're trying to incorporate that a bit more. So it, it's good that they're taking feedback from the community, and they're gonna try and sort that out. Um, and they've also talked about how they they want to try and address the, um, I guess the loot system with the guns and whatnot. So it, it's gonna take some time before we see some of these changes come through, but at least they've acknowledged it, and they're uh, committed to try and try and work through that sort of stuff and like i've got
1: fix what's fundamentally wrong with it in my opinion which is what the the, what the loot
0: yeah yeah that will mean they're they're gonna try and look at that so i've got faith that they'll definitely make it a better game just from their track record of the way they've handled a lot of their games in the past so yeah yeah we'll see what this game looks like uh i guess the start of next year or true or whenever season two starts which looks like is going to be sometime around the end of January, February, around then. Right. All right. Next up is... Oh, this is a juicy one. I, I read this just before we started recording. Uh, Patrice Desley, the creator of Ancestors, um, who back in the day worked on a lot of uh, Ubisoft titles, in particular, creator of Assassin's Creed. Mm. Uh, Ancestors, you and I did not like this game much mm. at all. Um, he did a interview with VG247 and he talked about how... It was on a
1: panel, I think. It was on a panel at a thing. Oh,
0: sorry. Yeah, this is a VG247 reboot develop red. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah, I don't know. And basically talked about how uh, some reviewers actually didn't play the game. So this is in relation to the 64 rating on Metacritic. Um, and basically, th- this quote is is really good. And it says it's part of our industry. They have to review a game, and they have fifteen of them to review in one week. And sometimes they don't have the time. Yeah, <laughs> this is because you're reviewing sixty-hour games that have you carrying boxes
1: around the place. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah. First of all, no. This this whole thing is so fucking. It's so gross. Uh, yeah he says we know for a fact I'm trying to smile when I say that some reviewers actually didn't play the game Um, so I guess they know this because uh, of the you know they gave us press codes right Um, so they can see playtime so they can see playtime and stuff Um, which I I think is fine Uh, what I don't like what I think is particularly gross you know is that he is trying to couch it in uh, he's trying to couch these comments mm-hmm. in uh, in under- an understanding tone, right? Like a a sympathetic tone. He say, "Oh, it's part of the industry. You know, sometimes they have fifteen games to review in in one week, and they just don't have the time." I'm he's trying to position himself as as a good guy, but what he's saying is utterly despicable. Release some stats. Name and shame, whoever it is who didn't play the fucking game. Do not say this shit and tar every game reviewer with the same fucking brush, you disgusting fuck. Because that is some horseshit. Yeah. That is some utter garbage. So All I've... it's going to do is encourage the sort of bullshit game reviewers run into over and over again uh, where we're attacked online uh over shit that over fucking misconceptions like this.
0: Mm. Yeah. Ugh. So I I'm, I'm take I've just taken a look at the playtime I put into it. I put 8 hours into the game. Yeah, which is I feel like enough for what I needed. I think to, so. for us to talk about it on this show. Yeah. Um and I felt like that was like I think... I felt like playing more of that game, I wasn't going to get any more out of it. Like, I was not enjoying what it was doing at that point anyway.
1: Right? That's... Yeah. Like... And we'd seen... What the game had to offer. Like, we dug into enough of the game to get what it had to offer. But look at the comments on this fucking... This article on VG247. Uh... Doesn't surprise me. Not long ago, we was reading about reviewer want pay to give re- good review or th- or the information. Prove that. Prove that. Like, where where did you see that? Uh, reviewers not playing the game? No, impossible. It's never happened, right? Like, oh, okay. Well, thanks for that, fucking Patrice. You fuck. You fucking dickhole. Uh, now, like, yeah, reviewers just don't play games. That's so fucking shit. You're a fucking turd. I'm so upset about this. I really liked Patrice Thessalonians. I didn't like his last game, obviously, but shit. Like, what a cunty thing to do. To say, fuck him. Anyway. Yeah,
0: to say that he, you know his game actually wasn't bad, it's just that people didn't play it. People didn't play it. <laughs> play it, it long yeah. enough. It's
1: bullshit. <laughs> it's such a bullshit deflection. And he can go fuck himself forever. Uh, anyway, yeah. Juicy. Um, yeah, anyway, moving on.
0: Yep. Next up is well, that was it. That was the questions. last
1: one. Yeah. Are there any questions? When, when did we record last week?
0: Same day then we my, record every 24th. week. Twenty fourth.
1: Okay. 24th. Okay, Pinky. Um, so we have got two questions. Uh, first is from Frisco. Uh, am I still boycotting Blis- Blizz- Am I still boycotting Blizzard if I have to reinstall BattleNet to play Modern Warfare? On PC, it's a, a good question. You do have to reinstall Battle.net to play Modern Warfare on PC, uh, and uh, Battle.net is Blizzcon's, uh, Blizzard's rather uh, Blizzard's platform. Although I guess it's just uh, Activision Blizzard Kings platform at this point. Uh, are Activision and Blizzard inextricably linked should you be boycotting Activision for all the things they've done like uh, no dedicated uh, service for Modern Warfare 2 I think you should be Uh, never give up when you do your boycotts Uh, once you start boycotting you're a boycott forever Um, (laughs) yeah going all in Uh, um, yeah I I actually don't think you are I'm afraid Frisco Um, I, I, I think you're not boycotting Blizzard if you install Battle.net to play Modern Warfare thoughts Luke where do you land on this also you, he wrote he wrote Modern Warfare as one word which I didn't address while I was reading it but uh that's it's pretty good it's definitely a one spelling of the game
0: yeah um I don't know man you do whatever you want to do to to, to boycott them. some people treat him as separate entities um yeah yeah. Uh I, I don't know. Like I, I'm not they haven't done anything that that I'm like I'm gonna boycott all their stuff now. Like I'm just like oh, it's not a big
1: yeah, okay okay fucking Captain yeah. BlizzCon, you don't have to fucking justify it. Going to BlizzCon tomorrow. He's, he's gonna to BlizzCon. <laughs> um is, is Luke that's the question. Frisco, is Luke still boycotting Blizzard if he's going to BlizzCon tomorrow? It's really yeah. a not to not. protest. Uh <laughs> Nice. Uh, Fridge Monster Man writes, Hi, Luke and Job. In the last console generation, after the massive success of the Wii, Sony, and Microsoft scram... Oh, hang on. No. That's my bad. In the last console generation, after the, the massive success of the Wii, Sony and Microsoft scrambled to get their own motion controls out the door. PlayStation Move is now part of the PlayStation VR, and the Kinect has been relocated to the hobbyist scene after Microsoft re- realized bundling it with the Xbox One wasn't going to make it a success. Do you think the experience Sony and Microsoft had with chasing Nintendo last time around has made them hold back on copying the Switch this generation? Sony... Oh, I'm fucking popping off. I'm popping off, Fridge Monster Man. I can't believe you'd say this. Uh, Sony is particularly surprising to me, as the bare minimum they'd need to do is dig up the Vita... Oh, you're there already. uh, And jam some new components into its corpse and shock it back to life. I cannot believe you would say that Sony would be copying the Switch... When the Switch is a fucking copy of the fucking PlayStation Vita. But you do acknowledge that to some extent. Nevertheless, uh, I cannot believe Nintendo came out with a fucking clone of the Vita. And somehow marketed it as their own big fucking idea. Uh, because it's driving me fucking bananas. It's driving everyone fucking loving the fuck... Where where are all the fans of the Nintendo Switch Lite when the Vita was out there doing its fucking best? You know, doing whatever it... Could. What the fuck... Luke. What is your fucking ground made of? Luke's going for a fucking walk or something. I think he's gonna get his PlayStation Vita. He's got it he's still got his Vita. Well I don't know if you guys heard that over the fucking mic. But it sounds like he's got bubble wrap for a fucking carpeting or something. It sounds fucking heinous. What about the PSP? Oh the PSP oh that's the mm. P I can't see on the tiny fucking image here. The fucking old school. I've got my PSP around here somewhere too, I'm sure. But I don't want to go fuck I got Two of them. I've got two Vitas, three Vitas, I think. Two two PSBs, uh, and a PSP Go, and two PlayStation Vitas. Um, oh, that's my yeah. bubble wrap. Vita, Vita for life. Uh, no, I do think that uh, after the after failing to successfully mimic Nintendo, uh, that they are a bit gun shy about just copying uh, Nintendo again. Uh, but at the same time I also think that they've got better consoles this time around by a significant margin mm. um, so I don't think they felt the uh, impetus to try to catch up as much yeah Luke what do you reckon were they gun shy in the copying uh, oh
0: like I, I liked what they did with the playstation move that was a good good peripheral yeah. I love those games bocce game of the year
1: oh bocce was good Botchy was good uh, but it didn't really have the sell through of the Wii right
0: no um, I don't think that's because believe, of Nintendo right yeah.
1: well that and the PlayStation 3 was significantly more expensive than the old uh, Wii Yeah. Right? so yeah uh, adding an extra 100 bucks to the PlayStation Move controllers wasn't a particularly attractive um, purchasing decision
0: Right, yeah. I don't actually. I don't even know where my controls are. Unbelievable. They're in a box some here somewhere. Um, no, because Dreams is coming out at some oh, stage, yeah. right? And that'll, that'll use them for. You can True. sculpt fucking faces and things like I that. I think
1: it's out in early access already.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. You can play it. Like, people have done ridiculous yeah. things with that game. Oh, you know, I've seen. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think this generation, like we've said before, it's going to be a massive leap. Um we're going to see some interesting controllers, but nothing on the scale of what, you know, I, I think it's going to be a hardware console generation yep. and not a peripheral generation. <laughs> they've, yeah. they've they've yeah. understood. Like last last uh, last time, Microsoft was all about the TVs and they quickly stepped back on that one. Um, Sony's just generally been pretty good in terms of like, we're going to put out a beastie console and we'll see what happens. Like they had the games to back it, Whereas I feel like the Xbox this generation just hasn't really brought it until, yeah, you know, recently they've really stepped up their game with, you know, Sea of Thieves and The Outer Worlds and Game Pass just in general. But next gen is going to be excellent, I feel like. I think it's going to be a really good generation of consoles.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be real interesting. Uh, I'm very excited to see what they bring out mm. uh, because it's going to force a new, like a, a really... I think, a really wild leap in what, what we games do, do with, yeah. The, yeah, with the new technology. So I think it'll be really cool. Um, yeah, cool. Well, that's it.
0: That's it. Um, all right, should we grab Good things
1: questions. up? Yeah. It got
0: really bright all of a sudden. It's, it's a white page. Uh, you can find The Gap on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, all those places pocket casts I use pocket casts for my um my phone you can find us on there right. as well uh, nice. if you do have some time please rate and review the show helps other people find us because um, that's something that's very hard for people to do uh, you can find us on The Gap the GA podcast type that in should definitely come up check us out you can also send us questions through email thegapodcast at gmail.com or you can do it the old or the new way sorry thegapodcast.com slash discord you can jump in there that'll take you to our discord page people are chatting about um i'm not sure what this last couple of days have been i can't bring it up at the moment because i'll lose i'll lose you um but anyway we've been chatting chatting on there about certain things so it's been fun I'm Frisco sure.
1: got a new mouse you got one of those m- oh the cheese grater in. Yeah. i've seen
0: them everywhere like did they send them out for reviews or something and frisco just no, happened I to get one i don't know what it is the people <laughs> got fucking wild about them for a little while. yeah and the cheese grater ma- mice.
1: I, 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 want to, I want to see what it's like. Because, uh, yeah, I've always understood certain weights work better for mice. But right. apparently this thing's super fucking But light. wouldn't you anyway. just
0: get dead skin in there the whole time? Like, just eventually build up a dead skin?
1: And cum. <laughs> Alright, fair enough.
0: I'm not sure what you're doing in the
1: mouse. You're not cumming on the mouse. You cum on your hand, and then you slap <laughs> on the mouse. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I've never had Maybe that it's happen. not your cum.
0: Okay, maybe jack someone, off
1: some dude someone else's fair enough yeah. whatever you get up
0: to when you're at home is it's cool with me all
1: uh, right.
0: you can find us on facebook.com slash ga podcast twitter.com slash ga podcast you can find us on youtube as well the com slash youtube check it out in there um our website the com, has links to all the things we've talked about on the uh the show just sound, including past episodes if you want to yep. maybe listen to last week where we talked about uh i don't know modern warfare or wwe 2k20 because
1: that was a thing that happened it was yeah uh they they released an announcement that they were going to fix their game as well that's yep i guess they need to right oh it's basically a, a, a complete teardown at this point so uh i don't know what the fuck they're gonna do but yeah it should be interesting to see yeah yeah
0: um and that's all thanks to our Patreon members who help keep the site running most of the time when Job's not breaking it you can go to patreon.com slash ga podcast and uh, if you can throw us a couple dollars like well, if it's going to hurt you at any way don't do it um, but we thank everybody that does that every month we greatly appreciate it. it helps us run the site um, except for when Job is is putting up uh, giant reviews where he's shitting on games and then it just crashes the site constantly. That's, that's what I do. Yeah, that's why that's the site crashes because of your heavy, not heavy rain. Detroit review.
1: That's true. Everyone's still going back and checking
0: it out. I, oh, I see what's going on here. You're a uh, Xbox fanboy. Detroit.
1: <laughs> there, there is a <laughs> <hot> night. <laughs>
0: heavy rain. You didn't write Spider Man, though. No, I did Spider Man on the website. Uh-huh. So. yep, yeah. yeah,
1: true.
0: All right, and that is it. Have you got anything you want to pimp out for this week? Been writing about.
1: Uh, go to player2.net and check out um, my review of Death Stranding and head to redbull.com uh, to check out I did an interview with uh, MASH and BABIP uh, from um, two pro League of Legends players about the map changes uh, how the map is changing for 2020 in League of Legends hmm. um, and finally if you're in Sydney this weekend uh, and you want to check out some PUBG action Come on down to the carriage works for the Red Bull fight or flight um, PUBG finals should be pretty entertaining nice uh, or you can watch it on Twitch uh, I think I might appear on stream at some point I have no idea they told me I was going to have to be on stream uh, yeah, but... talk about stranding for half an hour oh, on stream fuck yeah I've got this I can kill some time baby <laughs> um i'll just tell the story about that chick who wanted a fucking hourglass again um yeah anyway so yeah that's that's that what about you Luke? what do you got
0: uh you can go to com. i had um i think this was a couple of weeks back but i had an interview go out with the um after party team uh sean so you can go check that out if you want to they they posted that on their um their website, which is pretty cool.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, you can also go to Ozgamers.com, check out my Modern Warfare review over there and Red Bull as well posted up a tips guide that I slapped together. So yeah. you can go check that out. How to be successful in multiplayer.
1: In, I went in and made all, all of all the links point to my stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I put it in there already so it should have been
1: Yeah, no, I put more links to my oh, stuff. Oh, more
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, yeah, because I, I put in there how, like, you should use camping to your advantage. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe it was because of me. I, everyone was yeah. like, how can I get good at Modern Warfare? And I was like, oh, this, dude. this guy knows what he's talking nice. about, and a camp everywhere. Yeah. That's the problem. It's all coming
1: together. Yeah.
0: Um. So, yeah, you can go check that out. Otherwise, uh, i got some stuff coming up next week, but I can't talk about it. And, yeah, BlizzCon. I'm going to BlizzCon tomorrow. Well, I'll be at BlizzCon by the time this comes out. So, it should be exciting. Um...
1: What, what are you going to buy me when it's not Overwatch 2? you got to buy me something from the fucking show. Have you seen all the leaked stuff that's come out?
0: We, we yep. talked about it a bit last week, but more stuff has come out, like assets and like internal images and like logos and stuff.
1: Shit. I saw some assets, but I didn't yeah. see any internal.
0: Yeah, they look like they're internal you know, images. Um, so yeah, Overwatch 2, they're calling it. Um, they talked about how there's like a PvE element. In
1: yeah, there. that's what I said would be there. But anyway, go on.
0: Yeah. Um I don't know, man. If if this leak stuff is true, it's gonna be interesting because it's uh like you said, it sounds more like season two as opposed to Overwatch two. So I think the branding on this one is gonna be very important. Oh yeah. Especially if it's like it's a sixty dollar game. If it turns out to be not a sixty dollar game and it's a free to play game Mm. then all right now we're uh now this is something different but um sure we'll have to wait and see i guess the other big one is obviously diablo whatever was going on with yeah with that sounds like it's four so um,
1: so what i'm getting is you're walking back your overwatch 2 prediction and you're not going to buy me anything
0: no i still think it's overwatch 2 judging by what everyone's saying the leaks
1: (laughs) so what are you going to buy me when you're wrong what do you think it is Overwatch Season 2 or Chapter 2. Chapter 2. They, 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 Alright, we'll see. Uh, You're s- locked in on 2. You're locked in on nothing. Overwatch 2. That's you. That's what you... You made fun of me last week when I said it wasn't that.
0: Alright, I'll, I'll get you some some sweet Blizzard gear. What, what, what that's if,
1: what I want. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, You can, I want pick, a fucking,
0: you can pick anything on the shelf behind you.
1: I want a <laughs> Diablo mobile phone. Oh, okay. Uh, that's... Diablo I haven't sold Brand out that Media hard. phone.
0: Um, but what do I, you? what do I get? What? When I, when I'm right.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter. Why would we, why account for circumstances that will never arise? Okay. Um, I will give you anything on, not on that shelf. Fuck that's That's the whiskey I'll shelf. I'll put your uh, green screen. <laughs> Send me your green screen. <laughs> you can have my green screen? Okay, fine. How about that painting um, on the wall? What is that? Oh, no, that's not a me.
0: painting. It's your your drink shelf.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the whiskey <laughs> shelf. Yeah. Yep and the Jesus picture is in there as well oh, it's okay. in my head <laughs> I don't want that you back you can't have the Jesus you can't have the Jesus picture um, <laughs> you've grown
0: attached to it I have I have I
1: yeah. love it alright so yeah um,
0: should be fun we'll do it. I guess we'll have a lot of things to talk about next week So
1: we will mm. awesome
0: alright thanks everyone for listening catch you all next week